gentlemen, you've all been waiting for. It's time for the Steak for Breakfast podcast. It's Tuesday, April 6, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. This is not Nam, this is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Manrubs. Visit manrubs.com. Use the code STEAK15 at checkout. Save 15% off anything in their store. We currently have three racks, two racks of ribs on the smoker. Oh. With some man ribs on there. So we're waiting mm. for those to be done. Pretty excited. Um, but t-shirts, coffee cups. I have my Make America, Make Barbecue Great Again coffee mug. They and America. Um, huge supporter of being patriots and of everything barbecue. So check them out. Again, that's Steak 15 at checkout on their website. Also brought to you by Stay Ready Gear. As always, Noah's rocking a Stay Ready Gear hat. and uh, Multicam black. Nice. Don't Re- hate it. Recently bought some some gear from them. Right? I've had their stuff for almost a year. I think I we think, all have. Yeah. Solid stuff. Lasts forever. Um, gun holsters, everyday carry stuff, whatever you could use tactical wise, that's stayreadygear.com. Use the word steak at their checkout and save 5%, 5% off anything in their store. There's only one thing I could think of that goes better with concealed carry holsters and gear in addition to barbecue stuff, firearms. Yep. We all have them. Mine's here. Everybody at the table, I think, is strapped except Austin. But if you're looking to get all of those firearms needs met, go down to West Coast Survival Arms, and Mike will take care of you. Mike's a licensed FFL with a five-star rating. who will take care of your droves and can be reached at 619-870-6992. He's also on Facebook. Tactical gear. We all have it. Yep. We all like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mediocre Medic. They've got fanny packs. Patches, stickers, and more. Check them out at MediocreMedic.com. And then Mark Joe Friday over at DumpBox.us for all of your top tier tactical gear needs. You like that? See what I did there? Top tier tactical gear. Home of the Zero Flex Duck. DumpBox.us. He's also on Facebook. Um, And a new sponsor we have this week. They are... Some of the world's best headphones. Self-proclaimed. Is that what you're wearing right now? They're not, but I will be by next show. You could have lied. They're in the mail. Uh, Odyssey's. Handcrafted. Planner Magnetic. Headphones made in the USA. Get the best sound money can buy. And check them out at worldsbestheadphones.com. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Steak for Breakfast podcast. This is the Steak for Breakfast podcast, and in studio today, we have a guest. Why don't you introduce yourself, young lady? Hi, I'm Austin. I was on here before, but if you didn't listen to that one, I am part of the Russian Disinformation podcast, uh, and I am a co-host with my best friend, Jasmine, who is also here uh, and we're here to have some fun. I'm pretty excited for this. You guys are pretty fucking dope. <laughs> uh. And also via Zoom today, we have the other co-host of Russian Disinformation. Why don't you introduce yourself, Jasmine? 
Hi, my name's Jasmine, and I'm pretty upset that I couldn't be in studio today since I'm stayed away from you guys. Well, whose fault is that? But right, but I'm glad to be a part of it. So I'm actually really excited because last time I think we vibed really well, and I'm pretty excited to talk about what we are going to be discussing today. And we do have a huge show lined up. We have a special guest later in the show. We're going to keep a little bit of a surprise on it right now. But in the meantime, we've got a couple happenings going on before we get on to our main topic today. Um, in an unprecedented move earlier in the week uh, of stunning and bravedness proportions. So stunning and brave. Not known to man Most until it happened. Major League Baseball announced yesterday they will be moving the 2021 All-Star Game from Atlanta, Georgia to Colorado. Which has voter ID in place already and oh, has fewer voting windows than Well, the move is a direct response after Major League Baseball um, took issue with some of the new Georgia voter laws that were passed to safeguard future elections after everything that we've pointed out on this show for the last six months came to fruition in the 2020 elections yes. and the 2020 runoffs. Georgia denied and then made rules to change. So... Before we get into like the specifics, what do you guys think of it just in general? It's a hilarious. Mm. <laughs> talking about the mood. Like, it's so, so, it's so ridiculous because I don't, when did having an ID become a controversial thing? I'm or, pretty or sure racist. Just to, right? I'm pretty sure just to exist, you need an ID and to assume that people of color, like black people, Mexicans, whatever, can't obtain an ID on their own. That should be considered racist within itself. Well, I think you have to, go back to the reason voter ID is something that people are fighting against. And it's the simple fact that you would have less voter integrity. Yeah. There's no other reason why you would fight to not have voter ID put in place because you look at what happened this last election with mail-in mail ballots and no voter ID on a wide scale and it allowed them to steal this election. So for them going forward, it's like, Oh, voter ID is racist. It's like, look, dude, every other country has voter ID. Most countries do, even Mexico, which doesn't enforce anything. Well, have you ever picked up uh, tickets at a baseball game? Guess what? You have to show your ID. When I reserved movie tickets at AMC back when COVID blew through everything, you had to show an ID. If you take something back to Home Depot without a receipt, yep. what do you have to show? Well, that's just to catch people that are... Every, every cable news channel that's not <laughs> CNN and MSNBC right now is taking time to put graphics up to where the font is so small. Now it was, it just used to be like maybe a handful of things, mm -hmm. but when you get to like one America and Newsmax, the amount of things they have on the items you need or things to do that require an ID, which includes some of the uh, board meetings, like even the zoom meetings, you need to show ID for like Coke and some of the airlines that have, you know, spoke out against this, but let's just look at some of the compare and contrast. And if anybody picks up on it, I'll let you know if you ding, ding it, but I'm going to give you guys the answer at the end. Okay. So we're moving from Atlanta, Georgia, which the average demographic there is 40% white and shifting to Colorado where the demographic of the city that Coors Field is, is 80% white. Jeez. Pretty woke. So you're losing what? 40% white people increase moving it from Atlanta to Colorado. Mm -hmm. The earlier voting period in Georgia is earlier than both New York, which is one of the most liberal strongholds in the country, leftist strongholds in the country, I know. Me. <laughs> and Delaware, which is Joe Biden's home state. 
Okay. It formally didn't allow drop boxes other than the 2020 election, the Zuckerberg drop boxes. Now it will allow some to be strategically placed and monitored for future elections in Georgia. Okay. More accessibility to poor people, which makes it less racist. Colorado requires voter ID, period. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the hilarious part. And this move will cost the city of Atlanta and a lot of people who are considered low-income workers that would have staffed and made revenue from that game, in addition to the small businesses, north of $100 million. That's a lot of millions. So what do you guys think is the big difference between Colorado and Georgia when it comes to moving the all-star game and the big scheme of things? Why is changing the voter laws in Georgia so racist when Colorado already has most of these voter laws established? Are we like asking, like, are we thinking like we're Joe Biden? No, I want you guys to throw out a legitimate answer because there is one. Like why they chose Colorado? Is that what you're asking? Versus why did everybody make a big stink about Georgia changing their voter laws, regardless of where they moved it to? Okay. But when they moved it to Colorado, what's the big difference between those two states when it comes to the elections? Stacey Abrams. That's one. I'm just going to blame her for everything. And, she, and she's a big, she's a big portion of it. She's both big. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> oh, God. Hey-o. Hey-o. Um, anybody want to take a swing? Honestly, I haven't been really paying attention to it, so I wouldn't have like a good answer. I'm trying to think, like, does it go back to election day? Let's just go back to the elections, period. What's the difference between Colorado and Georgia? Well, I mean, obviously, Georgia had all of the... Blue versus red. Well, not blue. Well, yeah, blue versus red, but it's more than that. It's more of like the uh, Georgia had all of the uh, anomalies. Is that the word I'm looking for? Exactly. Colorado is never going to go Republican. And if they do, it would mm -hmm. be really weird if they did, because they would probably accuse of the conservatives the same things <laughs> that we accused Time Magazine validated as and fortified for with their article. So Georgia's not blue, okay? Joe Biden probably didn't win Georgia. And Ossoff and Warnock probably didn't win the runoff elections. But based off of the system that was implemented there due to COVID and Stacey Abrams and all that stuff, they were able to supplement an election, which in turn was a major swing with all those votes. So the thing is, everybody's making a big stink because they are making sure that in the future, they're going to have to go to other states now. They're going to have to stay in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, maybe Nevada, and states of those natures. But now pretty much Georgia's a wash. So everybody's making a big stink out of it because they want them to repeal these laws that they just implemented so they won't have to worry about it as much in the future. Mm. Yeah, so it'll be like set in stone basically from here on out. Let's be honest. If you watch the MLB All-Star game, you probably loser. Okay. <laughs> I can agree. I didn't. Tell us how you really feel. People still listen, uh, watch baseball? I actually like baseball. I, I, I watched baseball last night. Okay. How dare you? Because for the like, last 10 years, I've always told myself, I'm going to get into baseball this year. And then I Loser. Asleep. You picked a bad year to get into it. I mean, I played softball for like 15 years. Okay. You know what I mean? So I know the rules and everything. And I actually like going to baseball games. Going to games is way different. Yeah. That's but watching it on TV, it's just like watching two people play catch <laughs> on TV. Well, now the games are run like three and a half hours long. Yeah, it's so stupid. I, like, I don't have time for that. I think the biggest response to all of this um, came from Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. He was originally set to throw out the first pitch at the Texas Rangers opening game yesterday. Which is at full capacity. Right. So in turn, he canceled uh, on short notice to Major League Baseball, kind of leaving them in a bind. And said, you want to know what? 
sell out the stadium to capacity and we're not going to wear masks in there either. So based. yeah, How dare they? probably the most base move of the day. And baseball was like 19 or 2019 yesterday in Texas looked glorious. It was probably more like 2000. I've never seen a full stadium in probably the last decade. That's true. Unless you're a Yankees <laughs> fan like I am. Oh. Um, all right. Well, let's go on to something that's a little bit more cheery than voter laws. Crisis on the Southwest border, anyone? I thought there wasn't a crisis. On Challenge? What? No, it's not a crisis. It's colonialism okay. and whatever AOC said. Right. Due to, uh, what, what was it? Climate change? Climate change. And white supremacy. Yeah. It's not just the coups that we all did in Latin America. It's not, it's none of that. Wait, there's white supremacy <laughs> in, in Honduras? What? Imagine that. That's no, because no, 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 here. no. I thought Hispanics were also white. How's that work? Because I was called a colonial or a colonizer and I'm Hispanic. Me too. Oh, good for you guys. <laughs> and I'm brown. Yeah, welcome to the club. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Make it make sense. It will never make sense. We're living in a fucking clown world. Bubble of confusion. Well, let's just look at some of the highlights over the last week since our last show. I mean, I think we can all pretty much agree that Joe Biden has lost control of the situation if he ever had it. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He signed executive orders on day one that pretty much all systems go for opening up, which included like not completing the wall, this, that, and the other thing, all the mm -hmm. way down to if they come in, they're released sometimes without any kinds of checks. Uh, Kamala Harris was set to examine the uh, crisis at the border, which she said wasn't one. And she was going to look into the deep rooted and seeded history of the crisis going back years, not the one that's physically coming across the border right now. Um, the DHS head, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is more well known on this show for being um, an Obama high-ranking staffer who committed visa fraud when he did pay-for-play of visas when he worked in DHS under the Obama administration. If you came in and you were a high roller, visas take a certain amount of time to get. He said, you're fancy. You can have one tomorrow. Oh, isn't that the dude who did the visas for uh, Hillary Clinton's brother? Mm -hmm. Oh, color me surprised. Yep. Um, How convenient. Has been lit up on just about every major network show in regards to his response to it, which is done. In addition, two more terrorists, both from Yemen, have been apprehended by DHS in the last 30 days, both posing as people from Central America. They usually don't look anything like Central Americans. Actually, they had their mugshots with their eyes blacked out today, and they both did look like Hispanic people, yeah. To be fair, a lot of people can't like dif uh, differentiate between Hispanics, Middle Eastern, and like uh, Pacific Islanders yeah. and you know Filipinos. It's all the same to certain. People. Well, if you're gonna send, Sir, I'm talking about white people. If you're gonna send a terrorist, <laughs> a terrorist cell into the United States, camouflaged as a certain demographic, then you're probably gonna handpick those guys. Would be yeah, yeah. They, I wonder they if they're gonna. Um, discuss the mass shooter and the guy who rammed the Capitol as being nation of Islam followers when they discuss these terrorists who are sneaking into the border. They will probably discuss that in the same sense of that guy who was put up on, he was on all the, I saw him on like three different cable news outlets the other day. They put a picture of, of obviously an African-American guy up and he was wanted for murder, I believe in Chicago. And they described him as look six foot three, um, it was white, dark skin. I saw that. White, yeah. dark skin. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that, that was the real description of him on the news. Oh my God, I love it. I had some white dark meat for uh, Thanksgiving no, last year. The guy literally looked like Rick Ross. <laughs> white, dark skin. White. Wait, but that doesn't make sense though, because aren't like, isn't the whole thing is like black people aren't the same as white people, but why are they trying to group in, group them in with white people? Like, <sighs> you can't say we're the problem if you don't blame us for everything, even when other people do it. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, like, I understand that this is a clown world and like nothing makes sense. It's getting fuck. to an astronomical point. Well, yeah. even the guy it's, a couple weeks ago, the black dude that assaulted the Asian guy. And killed him with sucker punch. Yeah, and they're like, it's because of white supremacy. And yep. they're like, none of these people, no one was white in this situation. No. And it's the same, it's the same time frame where people are talking about Asian hate and all this stuff. And it's like someone from the black community literally beat the brakes off someone. Multiple people. Dude from the Asian community. And now we're like that black guy in New York last week that stomped out that granny. Oh my God. That, that was, was and brutal. Then, then the security cards just closed the doors. Mm -hmm. Like nothing, like they're just and, avoiding it. And they were both two pretty big dudes. The guys that like closed the door on that lady getting curved. Yeah. If you see some shit like that happening and you're not running full fucking tilt, especially when you're six foot plus that guy, just to respond, you're fucking any, wrong. Right. Yeah. In, in any kind of like fast motion would probably have made the guy stop and run away. I would have fucking obliterated that guy. Yeah. I mean, like it's one thing if you're like a female and you're five, four or whatever, and you just watch what's that. But you get running fast enough. You can do some damage. Uh, I probably will not take that <laughs> chance. I feel like you have to say something though. Like imagine if you actually saw that you could just stay there and like not even say anything. There's no way. And the fact that they're security guards is just mind blowing. Yeah. That just shows how far our nation has just fallen. Yeah. I, I get how, Go ahead. I was going to say that to me is like the definition of how men, a lot of men have just been demasculinized. Yeah. An old woman being beaten on the road and no one does anything. No, I agree. I mean, I get fight or flight just watching it on TV. It makes my stomach hurt and I really start to yeah. feel. It makes me wish agitated. I was there so I could have done something. To yeah. be fair, I have always have the flight response. But I'm a pussy. So. Well, <laughs> did you guys see the at least you're safety honest. first? The clip at, we, the guys from We the People posted it about the lady who said that diets were racist because they didn't work. That shit was ridiculous. What? I have it right here. Oh Let's my god, play it. Here, good insurance. The research says that black women, when we do the same diets as white women, she we lose thick. less She's weight huge. and we lose it slower, even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts. And what, and what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism. It's literally that the racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. Okay, 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 okay. What? She's conflating two two things. Dieting, the actual fuck. Yeah. Well, she's conflating. Like, I get what she's saying. A black woman and a white woman can't have the same diet. Like, okay. it's just completely different genetics. Like, we were just talking about this earlier about how everybody's body is different. Like, you guys could lose more weight eating meat and I have to stop eating meat and bread. You know right. what I mean? But she, she's right and then she's wrong. Like, yes, a black woman can't most likely can't use the same diet as a white woman because their metabolism are different, completely different. Races have different genetics. Like that's just a fact, but to blame it on racism is crazy. And the and another thing that I want to add on top of that is that when it comes to doctors, especially when it comes to like a PCP or general practitioner or whatever, like they don't know that. And they just think that dieting is just the same across the board. The only diet that's going to uh, cross racial bounds is going to be 
less calories in than calories out. That's it. Other yeah. than that, it's going to be solely based on your genetics. Like in, uh, indigenous people, Hispanic people are more likely, especially like if you have um, like Canadian, uh, not Canadian, but like Eskimo genes, or if you're like in the Northern heavens uh, hemisphere, you're most likely going to be benefit off a, a high fat diet rather than a carb diet. You know what I mean? Like it's just, she's right and she's wrong. And the conflation just drives me fucking nuts. What, what frustrates me about that is, I'm not trying to be an asshole. This lady's like 400 pounds. I thought it was actually Stacey Abrams when, when yeah, I met you. Like, I'm not trying to be jerk, but. I don't think she's had the, uh, you've probably the not, less in than out in a while. <laughs> you've probably not given a diet a good run for the better part of like 10 years. And just to blatantly say like. Hasn't like you gone said, for a good run either. Yeah. To blatantly say that all black women can't use the diets that all white women are using simply That's because false. of racism. Yeah. If you want to talk about genetics, like you said, my body reacts differently than yours mm -hmm. and yours. And if I have a loaf of bread, I'll probably be hurting for like the next couple of days. Some people can eat bread like I there's no tomorrow. Bread. I love bread. Oh my God. I love bread, but I'm on the same page as, the, bread, bread, as bread. you. You should not eat bread. I promise you'll lose. <laughs> you'll feel so much better anyway. But also I want to add on top of that. Uh, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to circle back on that thought. I just oh. completely lost it again. I'll circle back with you. But, but getting off of fat people, not like there's anything. Oh, <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember. Okay, so when it comes to African or you know African Americans and diet, most African Americans live in like condensed like city urban lifestyles, and I've noticed especially moving from Phoenix to like Orange County in LA, especially with LA, there's a lot of food islands out there, and it's pretty typical in the Midwest where all the groceries and markets with the fresh produce move out. So they have to do like, and they don't have cars, you know what I mean? Like they, they're impoverished. So they are basically living off of what a bodega or like gas station or whatever they have in that. So they're pigeonholed into eating processed foods. And the only way that they can get good food is actually getting a ride out there. I'm sorry, dieting is like my hill to die on. Like this is where I'm, this is, I'm going to start going to school for this shit to be a nutritionist. So, but like I said, anyway, I'm just going to stop. I'm, it's just a completion. So would you consider yourself a pre-tritionist? I guess. Yeah. I mean like nutrition. Yeah. Pre-tritionist. Fuck you. It's just, it, it's my hobby. Like I just research the shit all the time. Well, in addition to all that. Sorry. <clears throat> we do have some other numbers that are staggering. Not the waistline of the woman you just showed on video. Nah. Um, that lady's so big. She probably has to put her belt on with a boomerang. We're north of 4,500. <laughs> 4, I apologize. 4,500 previously removed criminal aliens have been reapprehended at the border during this surge. 10% of everyone that's crossing illegally right now that they're telling us is COVID positive. Gross. In addition, the deputy chief. The chief? What? Chief. <laughs> the deputy chief. <laughs> Well, we had peeps yesterday, so that was kind of a combination of it. <laughs> the deputy chief of the U.S. Border Patrol was on Fox News Channel um, Newsroom on Sunday, and Raul Ortiz stated that there are way over 100,000 people that have, and I'm quoting now, gotten away from the Border Patrol and CBP so far this year. That's not the amount of people who are in overrun Nicholas migrant detention facility cages now Cadillac cages, right? In addition to <laughs> all of the other people who are waiting to be processed coming in. So he's trying to say in regards to human smuggling, 
and trafficking. Over 100,000 people have already made it clean into the United States and are into the wind so far this year, since January 20th. Mm. How does that make you feel? Yeah. Well, I so actually, a whole hell of a lot safer, I hope. Yeah, I feel so safe. I actually saw, I don't, I don't know, it was on Fox. So I guess take it with a grain of salt. Okay. But they are estimating with this year, uh, like a total number of people who've probably crossed. And that's including the people who have been apprehended as well as whoever's made it over successfully is a quarter of a million people already. Uh, we're referencing the same interview. Yeah, is it the same interview? And it's the one where the guy stopped him and he asked the deputy border patrol chief, well, well don't you think your estimate's a little low? And he, what he's referencing by saying that is, is that former President Trump's advisor, Peter Navarro, mm -hmm. said that in this fiscal year, 2.1 million people will cross from the U.S. southwest border into the United States. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and the ones that are getting away is because the, the BP agents are... Busy dealing, checking in 300 other yeah, people. Yeah, they're dealing with the people that are pulling up to the opening in the fence with a commercial bus and just unloading. That's fucking wild. Or like the, the, fact, the, the videos that went around this weekend where they were just literally hucking kids over the fence. There was like the right. three and the six year old. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. From the top of the 30 foot fence down to the ground. Oh my God. The fact that like you guys are in California, for instance, you mm -hmm. haven't been open for a year. You're finally just opening and Barely. they're just letting thousands of people pour in through the border and you guys are locked down. Your kids can't be in school. It, and they're in San Diego specifically teaching children in person at these facilities. Yet American children are locked in their houses. It's really disgusting. And for people who aren't alarmed by this, it's just something has to be wrong. They're either not parents or they're so blinded by like Dr. Seuss and the MLB and like woke culture going on that they're not even really looking into the issues that are at the border. Well, they're blinded in, by the, the rules that their team is presenting as this is what you have to believe. Yep. Exactly. It's and like the it, fact that we're oh, in go border ahead, sorry. states. Sorry. Yeah. I think the fact that we're in border states makes it more real. Like being in Arizona and the Yuma border, like is just completely fucked right now. I'm not sure which is worse if it's Texas, Arizona or California. I'm thinking Texas probably has it the worst, right? Right now, I want to know. Yeah, they are. They are getting a lot of. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of reports in the news that saying they're directing those people to Texas right now. That's where the biggest surge is. I think that's kind of surprising. It's just alarming. Yeah, it's a really and these are rapists, murderers, and okay, sure, that's what Trump said that got him canceled from day one. But it's true. It's just factual information. These are drug smugglers, human traffickers. Literal rapists, murderers, MS-13. I don't know about you, but I don't want them flooding my neighborhoods. I don't want them sent into my neighborhoods. And if we can't live a normal life, why are we... Like, we can't even travel without a mask. We supposedly, we can't do anything. They're trying to roll out vaccine passports. Yet we're just allowing COVID positive people to fly on airlines and spread their COVID everywhere. And I don't remember who it was, probably AOC, I think, said that it was actually in her little Instagram rant, said it is racist to assume that um, immigrants have disease and are carrying disease. 
I don't think that's right. Well, that, that was one of the things that no, Trump it's not got. They, they don't have the opportunity to get the same kinds of vaccinations and at, health treatment. Yeah, at points in their, their lives as children that yeah. we do in the United States because of modern, you know, uh, healthcare. And that was one of the things that Trump got dinged on. And it was another one of the times he's been misquoted is because nobody's saying that every single one of these people coming across as a drug smuggler is riddled with disease, as, you know, whatever narcos and human trafficking people or whatever. They're the ones that are facilitating it for some of the people that actually do need asylum. Like there are people that are fleeing legitimate issues in their countries. But if you misquote enough, then you sound racist. Yeah. But, but I mean, just remember an overwhelming majority of these people, I would say North of 95% of them, all of them that are coming in right now are economic migrants. Oh yeah. Period. That's, I mean, if you don't see that as a, as a fact and you're kind of blind and listening to the media and, and people who don't know or, or, or don't live down here or aren't aware of like what the terminology means. Like someone who comes to claim asylum is coming from somewhere that's war torn. They've been persecuted because of their race, gender, political views, religion, things of that nature. We won't get into everything. Economic migrants are, Hey, my dad went and crossed into the United States illegally like 20 years ago. He got amnesty. He became a resident. He got a citizenship. He's living good. Why don't we all go and join him there? As we segue to COVID now, China virus barf in our segment that I like to call COVID roundup. Um, a Rasmussen poll that was released yesterday shows that only 44% of all Americans think a COVID passport is a good idea. The plus minus on that is 3%. And an overwhelming majority of 41% of that total said, hell no. Um, the new and fourth double mutated wave strain now places kids as the biggest and most deadly carrier, just as most of the kids and teachers are being forced back into in-person learning. That's convenient. Imagine that. So the countries are set for in-school return and Dr. Fauci is now talking about how this new strain is carried almost undetected by children. And at the same time, make them the most lethal of carriers being undetected, <laughs> right? And puts teachers at risks. Oh my God. Yeah, that weren't um, originally foreseen. What do you guys think of that narrative? I it's think a it's a fucking, fucking joke. joke. <laughs> Whoa. Jinx, you owe me a Whoa. That was epic. <laughs> Best yeah. friend. I'm I'm just so over Dr. Fauci and this is just ridiculous. They have to switch the narrative after all the cases have dropped in Texas. And uh, I actually saw a video of a reporter questioning, hey, why do you think that everything has dropped? You know, when the mandates have been lifted, he couldn't really explain it. He was like, oh, well, maybe they're doing everything outdoors. Oh, there is no, no explanation. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's bullshit. Like, how about that? At this point. If you don't think COVID is just a cold and that we've been played, you're either just trying to lie to yourself. Or you're retarded. Or yeah, you're fucking you retarded. not admit it, that you have been no, lied to for I'm a year. Team. <laughs> <laughs> or you're straight up dumbass. I think a lot of it with um, like liberal people, I'm going to say faux liberal, uh, is because like they 
want to do what's right. Like for instance, like with my mom and my sister and my, oh, not so much my grandmother. She's kind of pigeonholed into having to get it. But like with my mom and my sister, like with them, they got the vaccine because like they said, it's, it's the right thing to do. And I feel like that is, um, it's, it's kind of like a brainwashing thing. Like they've been pushing vaccines is the right thing to do since like the whole measles, you know, with measles on the rise or whatever. Like it's the right thing to vaccinate your kids because measles is on, is on the rise. And uh, I would call it a uh, social contract. Like they're really pushing the whole social contract. Mm-hmm. Oh, the virtue signaling with those fucking cards. Oh my the- God. Jesus. Oh my God. It's so fucking annoying. Funny story though. <clears throat> uh, for people who haven't listened to my pod, uh, to me and Jasmine's podcast, like we talk a lot of shit on my mom, a lot of shit. Um, but my mom won't post that she got a vaccination because she still wants to use it as an excuse why she can't hang out. It's because she is susceptible. <laughs> so I totally like respect that from her. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that, totally. that's actually probably why I'm not getting it. <laughs> if you're an introvert, COVID is one of the best things that ever happened, right? Cause you're like, oh, me? I can't. Yeah, no yeah, shit. Now me not ever going out and seeing people is normal. <laughs> oh, sorry, I can't come to my house. It's, you know, I'm high risk, <laughs> even though you're like not high risk at all. <laughs> even though I won't wear a mask in public, I'll be like, sorry, I'm actually scared of COVID. I can't hang out. I also want to point out, I was just in Arizona this past weekend for Easter and not having to wear a mask anywhere and not having anyone like look at me dirty was very liberating. Like it's not enough for me to move back for sure because I fucking hate that place. But it was I don't know how people could wear a mask when it's so fucking hot. I don't get it either. It got warm here the other day and I was wearing a mask and it's like every three seconds at work I got to get a new mask because it's fucking soaked. You're like waterboarding yourself. Yeah, (laughs) it's uncomfortable. I don't like breathing in humid, hot air. Especially when you eat something kind of gross, like a burrito or something. Oh my god, me all the time. Well, it's like nobody's gonna sneeze with their fucking mask on. You take the mask down, <laughs> put your, your face in your in your arm and your elbow, like whatever. I just whatever. aim it at the weakest person I see. That's <laughs> not true. I totally sneeze into my mask, but I've also been that person that's awful about like not You're covering my nasty. mouth. You're fucking nasty. Yeah. I just, no, I, like I said, I'm totally- sneezing, a, sneezing in your mask is the new shit in your pants. No, you wanna know what? Is it though? Is, is it though? Like, I'm always been really awful about that shit. Uh, hear me out. What, uh, shitting your pants? I'm, I'm, gonna yeah. agree, <laughs> I'm gonna agree with Austin here. I, I was at work the other day and I was, imagine this, annoyed oh oh weird and weird. Some, someone was staring at me and i felt the urge <laughs> and, and instead of having my mask under my nose where it usually is i pulled it up over my nose and just <laughs> let one rip i sneezed as hard as i could <laughs> while making eye contact did you blow their hair back <laughs> oh you know, i just sat there and stared at them to see if they would and like two seconds later they got up and walked away and then i went and changed my mask because it was absolutely disgusting yeah but oh yeah I, to be fair i haven't washed my mask in like two weeks like i don't really give a fuck i have the same <laughs> camouflage gator that i use for hunting it's just like a camouflage. It was before Gator. COVID. Yeah. The ones that like go right here and yeah. yeah. Okay. I saw a Full guy with a wicked tan from one of those. It was amazing. <laughs> it looked like it looked like a fucking otter pop. I keep it in my. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> I keep it in my truck. I have not washed it since this whole thing started, and I wear that thing. Why every would day. you? Yeah, why I was going to say, I haven't washed my mask either. The amount of time that you actually fucking wear it is like negligible distance. You know, it's like. <laughs> My mask is like stained brown because of my makeup. Yep. Yeah. I, I washed my mask once in the beginning and, and then I noticed that it started to fall apart. So I re-wet it and then put it in the dryer. So all this stuff would just like shrink back inside of it. <laughs> and then I just been wearing it since. Oh my God. Yeah. So. 
Awesome. I, I forgot my mask one time and I just used my t-shirt like I was a robber. Oh, you were one of those guys. <laughs> well, it's like, what? You can't you can't fault me for it. It's, it's like the, the mask material, is made out yeah. of a fucking t-shirt anyway. Well, I saw the guy with the motorcycle helmet at Walmart. I guess he forgot <laughs> a mask. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Improvise awesome. and overcome. P- pushing a shopping cart with a... <laughs> bike helmet on well Honestly, it's like they actually stop you guys like yes 100 san diego you will get if somebody that works there doesn't chased. do it then a fucking karen will yeah oh i'll tell the karens to fuck off but when it's like an employee especially like a cashier but i'm like a huge pussy when it comes to like any type of employees yelling at me because i've worked retail for so long like if they tell me to put my mask on i'm not gonna fight them because i know like they, they don't, don't want to tell you either they're just yeah like, like they don't care like they just don't want to get in trouble so i'm like okay dude just to make your life easier i'm just gonna go ahead and put my mask on like it's really not that big of a deal to me but if it's some random it is like when it's just some random bitch going like hey put your mask on i'm just gonna stare at her and be like no like get away from me if that's that big of a deal. Yeah, I did see an article I, the other day that said people were starting to get um, like grocery store f- employee mask regulation fatigue. Oh, I'm oh, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. it's starting to become a thing to where people who constantly They're tired of telling people no that people are tired of hearing them constantly being reminded to wear their mask. Oh yeah, when when literally no one's dying. Yeah, people are getting sick of it. I'm pretty sick of it. Like at this point, like I don't actually have my kids wear a mask when I go into stores. Like who's going to tell me to put a uh, mask on my eight and five year old? Back to your favorite. Right. Yeah, I thought if they're under 16, they didn't have to. No, it's under two. That's with passports. Two? Yeah, it's under two. They don't in have California? to. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Anywhere, like on airlines no, like or whatever. Years. This is why I have dogs. You, well, got- <laughs> you guys don't have a mask mandate in Arizona anymore. You guys saw that lady that was on. Fredo show last week who talked about dangling the carrot if we keep yeah. going back oh yeah I was super like she said the she said the quiet part out loud I was so uh, actually you guys want to hear the quiet part yeah, out let's, loud let's, yeah hear the quiet part let's see what it, let's see what they said that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? We need to make it clear. What do you guys feel about that? Oh, my God. Okay, so she, I... She told the truth. Yeah, she told the truth. And, like, for me, when I heard that, like, it, I was, you know, drinking or whatever. But I just remember the pure shock like I was just walking around with my like hand on my forehead with my jaw dropped for 30 minutes around my apartment like holy fucking shit she just she said the quiet part out loud like I was shocked our listeners can't see Fredo's reaction while she's talking but it's like absolute dumbfoundedness he's like oh shit he seems like to be intentively listening but after like 20 seconds his eyes like are like fuck are you saying what, why, why would you say that off. yeah why would you admit that well it's, i mean you can say this for pretty much anything like with uh the wef or you know with the globalists or whatever like they've been saying the quiet part out loud for the last couple of years on their youtube channel and to be fair like people like my mom and my sister like they just won't hear exactly what they're saying you know what i mean like it just it doesn't it just doesn't connect with them and the i mean the cognitive dissonance is just like holy fucking shit like how do you break through that and i mm-hmm. always say that on our podcast is yeah. like how how do we break through through this well i feel like a lot of people are just starting to get sick of it and i think what they're going to do is push the woke culture thing too far 
to where people are just like, wait a second, stop. Like, this is ridiculous. For instance, there was a mayor in Nevada that just switched from Democrat to Republican. Yeah, I saw that today. Because people are just getting sick of this woke shit. It's Yeah, it's just too much at this point. And that's going to be the downfall of uh, everything is that the push for progressive uh, for progressives or leftist ideas or whatever like it's just going too far and you know any sane person that isn't susceptible to the brainwashing or the mind control or whatever you want to fucking call it like they're just we're just over it like that's that's really what it's coming down to at this point you know who's not over it though some of our favorite movie and recording stars who want to talk about the mark of the beast that you may now find at some point soon on the outside of some of your favorite businesses. Like who? And feel confident they have put your health and safety first. Look for the Well Health Safety Seal. Look for the Well Health Safety Seal. Look for the Well Health Safety Seal. I'm Dr. Richard Carmona, the 17th Surgeon General of the United States of America. This is the Well Health Safety Seal from the International Well Building Institute, mm. the global authority on healthy buildings. The Well Health Safety was informed by years of research and input from hundreds of leading virologists, public health experts, epidemiologists, and building professionals around the world. You'll see it at schools, offices, banks, childcare centers, all the places we go. The Well Health Safety Seal means that we'll feel better going into restaurants, theaters, stores, hotels, stadiums, and all the places that we love. Everything may look the same, but the Well Health Safety Seal means that your health and safety are top of mind when it comes to cleaning and sanitizing procedures, air and water quality (laughs) management, emergency preparedness programs, and health services. So look for the Well Health Safety Seal outside and feel more confident going inside. Learn more about the Well Health Safety Rating at BARF. Cleaning and safety. Cleaning measures. You want to get I know the guy. The guy. They had one job, and it was to not give that guy that <laughs> sentence. Like whoever edited that was like, let's throw a fucking Easter egg in here, right here. Yep. Yeah. Surprise. So, what's Wait, the incentive so what, if a business has that? Well, it's just like the food rating, like the A, B, or whatever food rating. It's just like, oh yeah, so they it makes they you were st- clean when they somebody came in and did the fucking audit. It makes yeah. you stunninger and braver. Yeah, but the best food comes from the stores that ha- or the restaurants that have like C or lower oh, it's ratings. Fact. It's yeah. a fact. Or taco trucks, which don't have a food rating at all. But yeah, they e- do. They're equally delicious. Some of the ones out here, I'm pretty sure don't. Yeah, they well, sure yeah, they're probably not legal then, say, but I <laughs> bet they're dope. Well, we, they're we do live on the Southwest border, so there's not a whole bunch that's illegal out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much stores are going to have to pay for that little seal. Like, do you really think people are going to come out and inspect every inch of these businesses, no. I have a feeling that just big corporations are going to slap that thing on their door and then it's going to incentivize people to shop at Walmart over your local mom and pop store. What, and more so than it already does? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> For me, it's once again, whatever's cheapest, they're pushing I really it. don't care. Yeah, well, well people are going to find out in a few minutes just exactly why it's not going to matter if mom and pop small businesses have that in their store anymore because it won't matter. It's not going to be theirs. Yeah. Exactly. So if they're, if they're going to be so over the top about all this and give people a fucking safety seal, then why aren't they shaming businesses that don't have like automatic doors? Like you still have to touch the fucking doorknob. You don't have somebody wiping the doorknob or the freaking handle every time somebody comes in. Or people that don't take. So why aren't they shaming 
and canceling stores for not installing automatic doors if this is so fucking serious. It's not part of the plan. Because all big corporations have automatic doors. So they don't give a shit about any store that's not going to be like a Target, Walmart, Yeah, but if, Amazon, if one obviously. of these little businesses that falls in line and gets the Will Health Safety Seal, then <laughs> that's true. they better have some fucking automatic doors. Or the Will Health or Safety gonna, Seal. Yeah, or Nick's going to come leave an upper decker. <laughs> if that happens and I see one of those doors, I think I'm going to ask that. I think I'll just give them a little... Hard time. Yeah, those are fucking expensive. Just a little Yelp off. review. Hey, we burp in the microphone on the show. <laughs> oh, do we? Well, Just like when we're on Lala Beams, I'm going to burp into Nick's it here. then. <laughs> okay. That's your second plug of her today. I'm impressed. I fucking love Lala. Dude, she's fucking killing it. Everyone yeah. should go listen to her shit. Like, it's all over the place, but she's such a great interviewer, and her memes are top tier, and everyone should follow <laughs> Lala Beams. I love her so much. She got the whole Drew Barrymore thing going with her voice. Oh my God, her voice is so sultry. It's I way better. It. Yeah, it's way better than us. <laughs> we I sound <know>. like men. <laughs> anyway. But, well, <laughs> how we were talking about um, that chick said the quiet part out loud. Yeah. It sounds an awfully lot like Klaus Schwab, who is Klaus. the founder. Klaus, whatever. Klaus! Klaus. <laughs> Sounds a lot like his whole outlook about the pandemic in general. And if you don't know who Klaus Schwab is, he is actually the founder of the World Economic Forum. And he actually says the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine and reset our entire world to a healthier, more equitable uh, future for everyone. I just want to do a shout out real quick to to no, not to Klaus. To knucklehead underscore 19 for Mm -hmm. giving us these dope ass shirts that say World Economic Forum too late. I really hope it's too late. Like I really, really do. But I just want to say thank you. The shirt's pretty dope and it fits me very well. And thank you for the (laughs) bottle of peanut butter whiskey. Oh yeah, that's pretty Mm. good too. It's very delicious. It's peanut buttery. It's good on ice cream. Thick. Thick. (laughs) Are we ever going to get the real audio of damn boy? On here. I mean, I could keep talking as Noah cues it up and then it's kind of going to be over. It's going to be. I think everybody's going to laugh. I'm definitely going to say thick again. There we go. (laughs) Thick. Just do it. Just play. Damn, boy, he's thick. Boy, that's a thick ass boy. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know the reference to that video, just YouTube, damn boy. Yeah. (laughs) Look for the video with the big dog (laughs) sitting on the Basically, me before I take a shower. Yeah. Just staring. <clears throat> anyway. Well, here we are at the foot of the world oh. economic <laughs> forum sponsored by Davos. Mm. And, uh, and every other major corporation and Bill and Melinda Gates and uh, the Clinton Foundation, Google, Oracle, MasterCard. Mm. Oh, God. The list goes on and on and on Twitter, Facebook. Don't forget those guys. I had I had somebody that I'm close to. Uh, talking about Bill and Melinda Gates and uh, that yeah. person watched a, uh, a documentary and it's like, well, you know, they, t- they really do a lot of good things. And I'm like, yeah, who wrote the documentary? Right. How many, Silence. Like, how many oh. hundreds of thousands of people did Bill they kill yeah. with their polio vaccines? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, the whole polio vaccine. Fuck. I well, okay. So just to go on about that with the polio vaccine, from the kind of the digging that I was doing, they I don't think they necessarily killed a bunch of people. It was more of the ethics behind it. Uh, this happened in India, by the way. They're not allowed back in India. Yeah, they got banned. They got banned. Yeah. So basically, they're they known were, as war criminals there. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the? I thought it was Awkward. the H. I thought it was the HPV vaccine though, not the polio. I'm pretty. Jasmine, I think you know this a little bit more than me. Fact checker. Yeah. No, it was definitely, I think there was, it was the polio outbreak. Okay. Yeah, I get the HPV and the polio and the meningitis all mixed up in all those fucking, yeah, Yeah. right? I get all my vaccines mixed up. (laughs) But basically they are not allowed back in India, but it wasn't necessarily that a ton of people died because when when the Indian parliament investigated it, they found that a lot of the girls who died after getting these vaccines was like, like one girl died in like a rock quarry and the other one died, like tragic deaths, basically. Um, There were a lot of people who got polio though from- Oh yeah, 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 that too. Which, but they're not dead. <laughs> right. But before we take our friends down this long and lonesome road that is all of our futures, mm. let's hear what some of our friends down at Davos and with the World Economic Forum have to say about how bleak it is. Mm. Pandemic has radically changed the world as we know it. And the actions we take today as we work to recover will define our generation. Now is the time to think what history would say about this crisis. 2020 has been challenging on a lot of levels, as economic, environmental and societal frailties have been laid bare. But it's also proved that when we need to, we can act rapidly and restructure our lives. The recovery from the pandemic is an opportunity. We can see rays of hope in the form of a vaccine, but there is no vaccine for the planet. Nature needs a bailout. You don't want to go back to the status quo that you had before simply because it was the status quo that got us here. With everything falling apart, we can reshape the world in ways we couldn't before. Ways that better address so many of the challenges we face. And that's why so many are calling for a great reset. A great reset? That sounds more like buzzword bingo masking some nefarious plan for world domination. Hands up. This kind of slogan hasn't gone down well. But all we really want to say is that we all have an opportunity to build a better world. And it's not surprising that people who've been disenfranchised by a broken system and pushed even further by the pandemic will suspect global leaders of conspiracy. But the world's not that simple. Every one of us has differing priorities, values, and ideas. That's part of why solutions are so hard to come by and why we all need to be involved in the decision-making. Because whether it's politicians, CEOs, academics, activists, or you, we're all about getting people together, even those you may not like, to sit down at the table and develop solutions that work for all of us. But... Any enormous trust between the private sector and the public sector for this to actually work. That trust is hard to come by. It's time for people to work together, listen to each other, and build this trust so we can move towards a better world. And we really need one. Because while the pandemic affects us all, it's clear it affects some more than others. The first people who are hit are the people at the front, those who are vulnerable. It is those on the front line who take it first. And that is simply unacceptable. See, at the start of 2020, 1% of the world's population owned 44% of the wealth. 
And since the start of the pandemic, billionaires have increased theirs by more than 25%, whilst 150 million people fell back into extreme poverty. And with climate change set to dwarf the damage caused by the pandemic, the message from 2020 should be abundantly clear. Capitalism, as we know it, is dead. This obsession that we have had with maximizing profits for shareholders alone has led to incredible inequality and a planetary emergency. But no one can do this alone. And top-down approaches won't get us anywhere because everything we've learned in our work has shown us that diverse voices lead to better results. And it's for these reasons that the forum talks about something called stakeholder capitalism, which would shift businesses away from just profit. Because if we want to change where the focus of our recovery will go, then we need a new dashboard for the new economy. And that needs to encompass people, planet, prosperity, and institutions. Giving people a real stake in the economy and putting well-being before growth. And that's all about getting the right people in the right place at the right time. We must rebuild our relationship with nature for the survival of the peoples and our planet. Easy there, We uh, have a Sherry. window of time which is closing and we need everybody who cares to get together and find solutions now. It's the people who have great ideas and who share them with others. They're the ones who are shaping the future. So if you want to be a part of the change, then tune in, turn on, and get involved. Follow the Davos Agenda, right here, online, on YouTube. Why doesn't that just sound absolutely awful? It sounds like the intro to like a zombie movie, when it's like <laughs> them introing like a vaccine, and then it's like clips of like stuff going haywire, but throughout the whole montage of the intros, like this very professional like presentation and then it cuts to like book of eli status well if you watch the graphics the graphics of it there was even the part from like we live where like the sunglasses go up and like it changes the billboard to say obey Mm. that was um what movie was that we live or they live that was where shepherd fairy started his idea for that company yeah we're living it right now yeah, yeah, we are. And it's accelerated so much within the last, I mean, dur- uh, throughout this entire pandemic, especially with like the vaccine passports. I didn't really think that that would fly so much when he uh, told us about the stats, like 40% of America is like totally on board for that. That's insane. That's insane. Like I get like kids like getting like the vaccines that have been, you know, in circulation for the last what, like, not decade, like 30, 40 years or whatever. That's cool, whatever. But with this one, experimental, nah, not going to fly. Are you going to need a ID to get a vaccine passport? (laughs) I feel like it's a solid question. (laughs) Interesting. I feel like you would. I mean, that seems like it would make sense. I mean, how else are you going to prove that your vaccine passport's valid? Technically. There's already a black market for fake vaccine uh, cards. Yeah, but they're going to circumvent that with ID 2020 and then uh, I mm-hmm. believe it's iReport. I right. Yeah, there's, there's a few different ones that are uh, that are trying to do this whole e-wallet with blockchain that's attached to your health records. Yeah. It's supposed to be safe and no one can hack it. But um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the book, like Sapiens, uh, A History of Humankind. Uh, it's like a New York Times bestseller. So the guy who wrote it, his oh, name- Our friends over at the New York Times. Yeah, mm. our friends over at the New York Times. Like, uh, I got a whole story about that book. But like, uh, his, the guy who wrote it, his name 
uh, Yuval Noah Harari. Like he goes into, oh my God, I just totally lost my train of thought. Uh, but he goes into how like people back in, I think his speech was like in 2018 about how people are going to be willing to give up their privacy and their freedoms in order for like mm-hmm. uh, better healthcare, which obviously is the case. Mm-hmm. We see that literally what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's been exasper- exasperated with COVID even though it's not that big of a deal. What comes into uh into mind when I hear that is they discuss how billionaires have just uh their wealth has just grown exponentially while everything else has crashed. So why are we going to trust a bunch of billionaires to reset our economy if they're the ones profiting? Exactly. And they forget to mention that the only reason that our economy has crashed and that capitalism has quote unquote failed is because of their bullshit mandates that they put in place that destroyed small business and just tanked everything. So they make it look like it's been a system failure when in reality it's just been bad policy. Mm -hmm. And instead of opening up and going back to the quote unquote status quo that didn't work, supposedly they want to reform everything into these policies that clearly did not work. And what they want is to essentially create a public, like a stakeholder capitalism. Yep. Yeah. A community who's reliant on them. And it's just so blatantly obvious that what they're trying to usher in is like low key communism. And they keep throwing in that word equity around and they're just framing communism. It's like new age communism with like a little bow on it. Like we love you and we care about you and all the disenfranchised people need this. When in reality, it's just complete government overreach and control. Well, and if they can't even handle like sending out a stimulus and like, you know, doing things like that, how are they going to control health care? And um, what do they call it? Like basic income or what, UBI? You know what I mean, you know, yeah. How yeah. Are they Universal basic handle- income. Yeah. How are they going to handle things like that when they can't even send out a stimulus correctly? Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But with the UBI, what they're going to do with that and uh, okay, how can I explain this without sounding one fucking insane and stupid? So with the UBI, like if you agree to the UBI, you're going to have to get an e-wallet. And the only way to access that is you're going to be coerced or it's just forced coercion into getting an e-wallet, which is going to deposit that money. Like they're already doing this in uh, Syria and then Mao Lei, which is a refugee camp uh, between Thailand and Myanmar. So basically these refugees are forced into getting these e-wallets that have their vaccination records. And the only way that they can access clean drinking water and food is if they get these, these wallets or access their cash assistance. Like this is already happening in these refugee camps and it's just a small trial. And another good example would be China with their social credit system. Right. Like I, I wholeheartedly believe that China right now is the um, mass trial, you know, the big trial run and seeing how this works so they can implement it around the world. Well, isn't isn't that going to affect all these people who Joe Biden says aren't smart enough to use computers and. No, because they're going to have to figure it out if they want their welfare or whatever. <laughs> You know you, what I mean? You like, you'll have to computer. figure it out if you want an ID too, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's the whole conundrum. Like, by, like you know, Biden saying that minorities can't figure out how to get, um, you know, government like get an ID. But you know, when you look at the if statistics, Trump would have said that. They, 
people be up in arms. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to play if Trump uh, the shoe on the other foot game. Yeah. Like that, it's moot. Like Trump is moot. All of that is moot to me. Like this right here is the real issue, and um, anything else is just a distraction. Yeah. Like. Trump coming yeah. to save us is just a fucking distraction. Q's a distraction. All of that is a distraction from the real, the, from the reality of what's going on. It's so. a blueprint for the end of Western civilization as we know it. Yeah. Exactly. It's complete. It, this is like the new world order. This is globalism. And um, actually, right before we were recording, I was listening to like a live speech that they had going on on the WEF website. And there is actually a senior VP from a Danish pharma company who was saying that we need to have our health records in a global database for every single country to be able to tap into everybody's health information. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I don't really want every single country to have access to all of our health records, our information. I mean, where is the privacy? And they do push a lot about trust and you need to have trust between your government. And like I said, they frame it in a way where they create a social contract that if you don't do this, you don't care about people's health. You don't care about safety and everything. But in reality, it's just thinking for yourself and protecting your own freedoms and your own privacy and civil liberties. And that's going down the drain. And as Austin said, all of these distractions like Dr. Seuss and Q and other psyops or whatever, um, simulations. Okay, yeah, that may be real, but we're living in the shitty simulation and the shitty timeline. And I'm sorry, I don't want a microchip. I don't want a digital wallet. I want to work hard and reap the benefits of what I build. And if other people can't do that, then that's too fucking bad. Sorry. I like capitalism. I want to circle, I want to circle back with the, um, with you saying it's global communism. Okay. So with global communism, I kind of want to circle back on that because I don't necessarily believe now that I've kind of research this more that it's communism in the sense that we're used to with like Stalin, Lenin, Mao, all those good old traditional chaps. communism. Yeah. Tradition. Yeah. Traditional communism. It's traditional it's, communist values. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's communism in the sense that we're used to. I honestly believe what is about to happen is going to be a type of uh, neo feudalism like we have the elites we have the kings then we have the lords and then we have the dukes and then we have whatever bullshit and then we have the people who own the land the landlords and then we have the serfs which is the peasants the peasants which is 99 percent of the population damn it yeah exactly we're all peasants to be fair anyone who's making less than like nine figures is a fucking peasant fuck Anyone making less than 10, like, what is it? 10 mil, a hundred mil or peasants. Oh, I'm a peasant. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a king. I thought I wasn't a peasant. I'm but a I queen. Guess I am. I'm a queen. Anyway, but my point <laughs> is it's like, you know, this is what it's going to end up being. And, you know, we're all afraid of communism and Marxism and Marxism. And I, I, I'm starting to realize that the cultural Marxism that's being injected into our schools, our universities, our government, the socialism or whatever. Um, I don't want to necessarily say 
Nice. Is it's a distraction? I think it's a um, a way for people to be uh, to be eased into the new or into neo feudalism, okay. where we work the land or we work whatever that these elites the want us to work. The soy fields? No, not even the soy fields, because that's oh just going to be. Oh, that's communism. No, worse, it's worse the soy fields? no, no, it's not communism because we technically will technically own everything. Okay. We would kind of own it, but not like it's just this like weird weird hybrid between but they said we're not going to own things anymore know, yeah that's that's the weird part too like it's just they literally said you will own nothing, nothing. And be happy yeah well we won't be happy i feel like i won't be happy with that no no yeah exactly but it, it, it i don't think it's just like i said it's not communism in the sense that we're used to neo communism it's, like, it's neo communism yeah. neo feudalism it's just this really weird hybrid and um you know, going back to the uh, Yuval Noah Harari, who wrote uh, *Sapiens: A Brief Human in Time*, just a funny story about that. So I read that book uh, like two years ago, I think, and I couldn't get more than like fifty pages in because it was just globalist propaganda. And this is before I knew what actually knew what the WEF and globalism was. Like I saw right through it and people like, I just saw some woman reading this book on the beach. So he's just uh, uh, pre-programming everybody thinking that like globalism is like the answer. Anyway, that's my rant. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's completely fine. Um, we've already covered some of the new digitally remastered Davos manifesto. Ooh. Right. Fresh for 2020. It's 2021. Um, no, but when it was digitally remastered. Oh. With eight bold new predictions for what the world's going to look like by 2030. Let me guess. One of them is a pandemic cyber attack. No, will you stop? <laughs> you'll own nothing and you'll be happy was one of them. And we need to look at all of these points that they make because they almost do like, it's kind of like the scary movie that Nick was talking about about 10 minutes ago, where you'll read the bullet point and then the sub bullet point is when the screen turns to like a negative photo and then the music gets creepy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It becomes all pixelated. Because not only will you own nothing and you'll be happy and they stress the word you'll or y'all. Nice. I don't know mm. what that was. <laughs> but whatever you want, you'll rent. Weak. What? And if it needs to be delivered, it will be done so by drone. Amazon. That's the first point of you'll own nothing and be happy. I just paid off my truck. No, thanks. Well, your truck will be delivered by drone moving forward. <laughs> yeah, but like, what if Bomb you already drone. own something? They're going to take it away from you so you yes, can't own it? Yes, 100%. 100%. It's yeah. going to be a buyback. So does that exactly. invalidate the work that you've put in to yes, save up? what and work? It, at it doesn't matter. Was, okay, you can't call it Great Global Reset and think that there was something free to that wait are all the people in charge of this great global reset gonna have to give up their shit too well, no according to her we no. don't we don't make a hundred billion dollars a year so we don't count yeah we don't oh. make more than a hundred mil a year so we literally do not count and hopefully you're talking mm -hmm. about when you say like me and i and you and us you're referring to the, the united royal states we. because the next point that they made in their digitally remastered manifesto was that the united states will no longer be a world's leading superpower period well that seems well China and, and that, so. right only a handful of countries moving forward will do all of the work and when they show the graphic on this little slideshow that they do the united states flag is like nestled in between all the ones we don't like, like behind china china's in the how front they, how, how how would they pull this off from a physical standpoint well, okay Probably, here's, the, here's uh, the question manufactured uh robots Pandemic, no. pandemic, yeah. Scamdemic. Scamdemic. What I'm saying is like they're not. Nick, just they shut the entire fucking world down for the last 15 months. Look, <clears throat> bring it. I'm ready for that. 
Okay. Oh, do you want you want my hot take on this? Yes, yes. more than anything. Okay. That's why you're here. Okay, cool. So here here's my theory. I totally believe it is going to be another pandemic. Bill Gates has there's a clip of Bill Gates saying that the second pandemic he's they're gonna he, this is verbatim saying we're gonna pick a more deadly deadly virus with a higher death rate. Um, I would have if anyone wants that clip, please DM me. Um, another thing is when you look into, I want it. Do I have to DM you? Yeah. You're going to have to DM right. me. Wink. Um, <laughs> nice. Sweet. Oh. <laughs> well, now, at least, you know, now Austin's boyfriend does not listen to this podcast or hers either. Yeah. I don't think he does oh, actually. I mean, cause he no. gets enough of this in like real time. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> Literally. He's like, yeah, I'm all set. Yeah, basically. <laughs> He's like, I listened to your rant enough when we're driving to the grocery store. Um, okay, so with this, I wholeheartedly believe that the Cold War that we're in with China, the quote unquote arms race. Um, I, are you guys aware of the report that just got dropped by Eric Schmidt in the National Security of a uh, National Security Committee of AI? It was like a 757 page report saying that there is no way we are able to compete with uh, uh, China and that Joe Biden should lift the ban on autonomous weapons. If you don't know what autonomous weapons are, they're based- Skynet, Terminators. Terminators, yeah. Like Robocops and drones that are AI powered and guns that are AR powered. Iron Man minus the man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Eric Schmidt, fun fact, is part of, um, he's the head of the uh, National Security uh, Committee of AI, that's a fucking mouthful. Wow. Uh, yeah, and then he is also the former CEO of Google, uh-huh. and he is also part of the Bergen Institute. I did a little, a little digging, and the Bergen Institute is basically this uh, like think tank who's trying to merge. Uh, what's it called, uh, China or the like Asia in Western civilization and come to a peace. So what I'm trying to say is this narrative of this arms race is, is a farce. Uh, Eric Schmidt is saying that we are not gonna be able to compete. And then possibly what's gonna happen is they're gonna just say, oh, we should consolidate this power and come to terms or peace with China with the AI and just kind of usher in the uh, new world order. Yeah, because it seems like China's got good motives in how they treat people right now. Well, I mean, when we start talking about the World Economic Forum and Davos, like we we, we always speculate on who bankrolls the CCP. I mean, a lot of it is coming from a lot of these higher ups. It's A lot of it's coming from Silicon Valley. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm gonna get to the one right before the one that triggers Nick, because he's been a little quiet on this. I mean, the occasional bring it, or the eye rolling when he thinks Terminators are going to come to his house and oh, take Jesus everything. Christ. No, I'm not, oh, they will. I'm not doubting that they will. I'm, that's what I'm saying. But here's the thing. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm gonna say the next rip. one, but Let's then the one it. after that is going to really, really trigger you. Okay. Nick's going to be in his yard with a shotgun this one and a raging boner. This one doesn't sound as terrible, but still at the same point, scary. We won't, we will no longer harvest organs. We'll just print new ones. Oh yeah, that's part of the fourth industrial revolution. Well, I wish China would start printing organs now so they don't have the fucking genocide that they're doing right now. Yeah, ask the two point, or what was it, the 21 million cell phones <laughs> yeah. automatically just went oh, off the yeah. grid and the, the freaking China virus. Body, uh, I forgot about that. Incinerators, oh, yeah. Holy yeah. Shit. That just makes you think of the South Park episode with the rat with the ear and the dick on it. Yes, <laughs> yes. I feel like that's going to be China in like 10 years. Help me. Infested with bats. With ear dick rats. Fucking ear. <laughs> 
I don't really have anything like <laughs> the screen printing or the uh, digitally printing organs one. I'm really like, okay. That just sounds like some, yeah, World War II type yeah. shit. So we all know how those scientists all lucked out after that. All right, Nick, Operation you ready? Operation Paperclip. Let me read the whole thing before you start getting into it. Yeah. This is a real one. Okay, this is from the digitally remastered Davos Manifesto projections for 2030. Point number four. You'll eat much less meat. Semicolon. No. As an occasional treat and not a staple for not only the good of your health, but for the environment. No. And go. No. <clears throat> Look. Here's the deal. If Listen, I have, man. I have half an acre back here. If Here's I have to get seven cows... In fact, we farm them. In Wait, my you, you act like you're still going to own stuff. Can we please reference back to point number one? You'll own nothing and you'll look, like it. Look, come get it. If I die in the process of, <laughs> if I die in the process of defending my home from being taken by robots, okay, then I'm fine with it. Because I'm not you're eating. You're going to be drinking. I'm not Bill eating Gates shit water. I'm not eating soy and all oh, the no, lost episodes. God, you think you're going to even get that far? No. I mean. I, They're I, coming for our group first, like yeah, hundred percent. This subpopulation within the podcast community that we've so like kind of ingrained ourselves with and become really good friends with, like we're like number three on the list. Like you Which, know what I mean? Like we're not lasting longer than that. This group we've put it. We're gonna have a track record for years once this takes place and be like, oh yeah. Those guys have been talking crap about this and talking about how bring it for like the last five years. We're going to be the first stop yep. and I'm going to be ready. I'm going to fill my garden hose with gasoline <laughs> and my sprinklers, sprinklers with gas. And yeah. And Do you have uh, with, Clay Claymore Roombas? With fortunate sun just booming into the coldest Immigrant song. <laughs> I'm going to put flaming marshmallows on the end of my compound bow and just be lighting people <laughs> in my bathroom. At this point, we should probably just go in on a compound in like the, I would say probably Mexican desert because the, I mean, the Mexican president <laughs> nah, I'm not going down there. No. Hell no. Hell oh, I guess you guys wouldn't no. blend in. I'm sorry. How dare you? I'm half Mexican. <laughs> no, it you'll be fine, Mexican. handlebars. We'll yeah. be good. <laughs> I would in, say New Mexico. Right now. I am pulling my brown card. <laughs> New Mexico, I found there's a there's a actually a missile silo that's facility where, that's uh, where somewhere is. in Arizona that I think is still for sale. It's like 400 G's. No, it's like I built a missile silo Send before. That that. Yeah, oh, there we go. Do that shit. I like it, Jazz. Um, <laughs> well, not everybody loves all of their neighbors, but get ready to love none of them because I mean I don't like my neighbors. Well, you're in for a treat because a billion people worldwide will be displaced by climate change. Mm. And it is up to us as a society to better integrate. In, I'm sorry, integrate these refugees into our communities. There's no is room. it bad to say that I don't care? Really? I don't. Like oh. I just don't. I don't know because so I all of the like worst parts change. of all of the worst parts of like fr you don't care about climate change or the fact oh, that no, I don't care about climate change. Oh yeah, neither to be displaced. That fucking sucks. Sorry. Well, well I mean, I like we've referenced everyone that listens to this show to please go and find John Coleman testifying before Congress before he passed away and how he said John Coleman was the inventor of the weather channel. He's been around for a minute. Is he the guy from San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. And he basically said that climate change was a globalist. Bullshit. Yeah. Convinced scheme to basically what did he pour from? money into nothing just so they can change everything. Mm -hmm. What did yeah. he pass away from? 
old age. He was like a hundred years old. Heart attack laser. Oh, well, yeah, it's the, the, the Green New Deal is just a Trojan horse into the fourth industrial uh, revolution. True like story. that's that's all this is. It's like when you look in Biden's infrastructure plan, uh, he, I mean, some of, I, I've read CNN's article, so obviously like, I didn't really look too much into it, but with, uh, I just, I tried to just look for highlights, but the one that was kind of alarming was the electric cars. Okay. How but, dare you? I know. Right. Um, and okay, hold on. Let me, let me formulate this thought real quick. You guys could talk before I go back on. Cause I have to not sound crazy. And well, actually formulates that just imagine your neighborhood, question. your neighborhood's pretty nice. Yeah. One of my former coworkers is your next door neighbor. She's awesome. Yeah, she is. But just imagine son is super weird. He is, but your neighborhood looking like the, everywhere. the worst parts of France. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't drive. He's older than I am. That's pretty green. France, Germany, and Sweden. The worst parts of those now refugee infused neighborhoods. That's so ridiculous. What was the and all there was, this, yeah. What was the question? All this for climate change. What was Basically, the question? We were, they wanted, yeah, they wanted they to displace take, a billion people from the third yeah. world and incorporate them into these neighborhoods. In these Which neighborhoods. they're already trying to well, do. Like they did in you Europe. Know how many Mexicans are in this neighborhood? No, we're not they're talking not. about Mexicans. We're talking about they're people. They're actually no, no, Honduran and Ecuadorian. Right. Mexicans no, 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 no. are staying where they're at. In this area, <laughs> in my zip code, 91950, okay. there's an ungodly amount of Mexicans of that have come just from over the border before all this has happened. But that's like a diet version of the third world. We're talking what about like- What I'm saying like, is we're, we're packed. We're a little full here. Okay. Not so much. If you have any spare space, it will now be a bedroom for these refugees. Yeah, well, think about like how we're talking about the southern border and saying a quarter of a million is so much. Amplify that times what, three or four more than that? Just bring it up to a billion. That's what they said. Yeah, that's Should insanity. Should we go with Elon Musk to Mars and start over? Oh, okay. Now I remember. Okay, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, you guys. I've been, I've been, I've been drinking. You're um, lagging. What? You're lagging. I am Your lagging. AI I'm sorry. Yeah, my fucking simulation's t not working with me right now. Junior. Okay, so <laughs> with the Green New Deal, like you can tell that this isn't about climate change because the people, like the corporations and the elites who are screaming for the new Green Deal are the corporations who fucking destroyed our world. If you don't know that, I'm sorry, you dumb, you stupid. But with that being said, fuck. Fuck, fuck, I lost my thought again. I'm just gonna be quiet. You guys keep talking. <laughs> well, I did have a question. I did have a question earlier. They want electric cars, but like, oh, yeah. okay, so are they okay? Are they okay with the children mining to make their batteries? Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like lithium isn't exactly the most green thing. Uh, wind, uh, wind and uh, solar power isn't green. Like it's not even the technology isn't isn't even there because the batteries there's no you, we don't have the battery technology to like to hold that energy. Well, that's the thing. You could look up shitty hybrid fails on like YouTube, and it'll show like a convenience store gas station that has like smart plugs for like Teslas and stuff in front of them, and then the cords that run around the back of the building hooked up to, to a, a huge diesel generator, generator just pumping out black smoke, and yeah. that's literally what fuels the engines that charge the smart car batteries. Yeah, exactly. And we still have coal uh, coal powered power, uh, power plants. Wow, that was hard to say. And then everyone's pop filter. <laughs> and then we <laughs> I like how this is going because hers is leading right into the next one. And before you elaborate on that, polluters will now have to pay to emit carbon dioxide. Period. So if I fire my smoker, I'm you're paying. There's a tax on that. They're going to put a little meter on it. And Wait, there will, there isn't will, that what we breathe out? There will be a global price so on if you carbon. Fart, you're going to get a, a ticket. 
That's my thing, baby. <laughs> which will eventually help end fossil fuels, which is. Okay. And now I'm just kind of reminded on another thing that I listened to. Sorry, I'm going to be all over the place about this because now I have like all these thoughts popping up in my head. Triggered. Um, yeah, actually, pretty <laughs> much. Mm. Um, so going back with the lithium batteries, remember when Elon Musk uh, tweeted out, we'll coup whoever, whoever we want? So obviously we are committing, not committing, but we're uh, destabilizing entire countries like Bolivia. And then we have child you know, child slaves mining lithium. Yep. That's not exactly green, but now uh, Joe Biden wants us to start driving electric American cars. Uh, and then when you factor in Nancy Pelosi buying, I don't know, how much was it? $200 million in yep. stock for Tesla before this plan was announced. Yep. Like, Here I just don't understand how progressives, and like, I just don't understand how progressives just don't see this. Like, They're why, fucking stupid. Yeah, and it's just, it's great marketing. Like, it's just fucking great marketing marketing on the side on the uh the w wef side like you know what it is all they have to do is say surface level things oh the equity. environment needs your help pollution is bad blah 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 and then they have a celebrity say oh yeah pollution is bad and then that's where it ends everybody a lot of people who believe this is very surface level yeah like that like, bus I, that business wellness stamp commercial we exactly. listened to before like we used to be liberal Austin's still liberal. I I'm pretty liberal, like, but I'm, I don't want to even say the term red pilled liberal, but I'm liberal in the sense that I think everyone should do whatever the fuck it, they like want. We should have, yeah, I guess you're liberal. I'm libertarian, but at the same time, like I, yeah, that doesn't sound like liberal to me. No, I still believe in social <laughs> programs like welfare and all that stuff. Like we still need those social safety nets. We should still should like accept trans people as what they are instead of like forcing them into like some whatever, you know what I mean? Like I'm like center left. We don't have to worry about like what technically 62% of trans community, right? Right. Yeah. And exactly. But I still have a question from like half an hour ago. So <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go ahead and ask it. Sorry. And, and Nick's back. <laughs> I've just been thinking about this. For the record, he hasn't pulled more than once off of the bourbon bottle. <clears throat> it's been closed the entire show. I'm I'm behaving well. I'm proud of you. Um. Don't want to go into this Nicholas is a Nicholas Cage rant. This is a two parter. Was, Nick. <laughs> what kind of robots Nick. are they sending to take my stuff? Drink it. Is no, it going to be that. the liquid robot from Terminator Two? <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. Okay. That's a, so that leaves my next question. 10 years at least. Yeah. What kind of firearm would best disseminate these robots? That are All the robots are going to look exactly like Zuckerberg. <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> Lizardberg. I have Blowing so eyes. much two, 22 rounds. I, I am I going to be able to take these things out with a 22 or am I going to have to break out? I mean, why, would you be, why would you start with a 22 ever? A 22? <laughs> That's what I'm asking. We're not trying to save money on ammo. About. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger had like a sawed-off shotgun, and he blew the thing's head open, and it just like went back. Is coming above my property, okay? You might want to use a shotgun just to save money. Double up, buck. I'll hit it with a three hundred eight. That's fine, but that's but a, that's, that's a dollar fifty around. That's, that's what I'm saying. To be economic here, um, <laughs> well, doesn't matter because you, you don't own those rounds anymore, anyways. I'll freely give them back to you if you show up on my front porch in rapid succession. But that was my point is like, we talk about this conspiracy of them taking our stuff and it's like, how are, you think they're going to strong arm 
like well they're not gonna it's not gonna come down to strong arming people's stuff it's they're gonna slowly chip away at our freedoms until Mm -hmm. yeah things are just not allowed to have this anymore and and go away and now you're not allowed to have this yeah we already have biden saying that he wants to do executive orders on gun control and then whenever he fucking dies probably in the next month then harris is gonna step in are they gonna refund the police to take away the guns nick remember (laughs) smiles yeah, but no, come on, I'm serious. So <laughs> you you want to think like, oh man, it sounds like they could never do this or they will never, just remember smiles. Like you go out in public all day and, and for all day you don't see someone's face. You see little, know, you I, see little ninja eyes and that's say, it. I didn't like think I that, had, go ahead. Sorry. I had a 2020 baby. So like if I go out when there's masks everywhere, I feel like my son is like missing out on human development for yeah. like the biggest first year of his life. That's hundred percent true. Yeah. And it is going to, I feel like, have long-term repercussions for every child and infant that was, uh, you know, impacted by all this and babies. So, yeah, like, remember smiles. My, I feel like my son's first year of life is going to, I don't know, I feel like you learn, you know, kids learn so much about development and learning, like, how to feel emotions through mirroring people's basic faces. human interaction what is this going to do in the long term we're just going to have a bunch of a whole generation of kids that are just emotionless just well, blank you know what they are going to do and this this goes in part to some of nick's concerns they're going to dangle Carrots. like yeah fun ones in front of you like the next point that they make in the remastered manifesto that says scientists will have worked out how to keep you safe in outer space so I want to go to outer space. I just want to go back to so the time where you'd buy no, medicine off a snake oil truck Mexico. and you shoot people that piss you off. So that we can begin a journey to find alien life. Oh, yeah. And there's Project Blue being with that. But we alien that life probably that. stopped here and was like, mm, yeah, you guys are dumb. You guys are stupid. Like, this is ghetto. <laughs> yeah, this is a really this bad neighborhood. Roll the windows up. Yeah. The four or five. Marcy, lock the doors. <laughs> yeah, roll the windows down. <laughs> We're uh, hitting the speed of light on out of here. This is fucking South Central LA. Just can't get left. Why didn't you wake me up if we were driving past Earth? We're going plaid through here. Put your fucking seatbelts on. Well, with that that being said, too, with that being said about uh, like dangling carrots and everything, I want, like, with me saying about how the refugees are being coerced into these ID 2020 and whatever, you know what I mean? Like, there, I actually have a quote written down from the, um, the, chair slash presidents let me find it real quick his name of i of i response and he says eric russ mountain says uh when you understand who someone is you understand what they're entitled to whether that's national citizenship international refugee support or simply food distributions like that's that's what this is going to come down to they're going to strong arm us into using these e-wallets and you know the only way that we're going to be able to work or travel is being forced into these vaccinations and these blockchain wallets. The only way that we're going to be able to access our UBI is to be, have these wallets. Oh, you want a thousand dollars a month? Well, you're going to have to sign your life away to this mm-hmm. and we're going to have to monitor everything you are. This is forced. Co- uh, this is a uh, coercion. It's, and, and people that say, hell no. We're, we're going to be homeless. No, gonna- no, no, no. It's not even that. We're already there. It started off with CDC downloadable apps into your phones for contact tracing yeah. during coronavirus, which parlays right into, hey, you already have these functions on your phone and you're gonna get the vaccine, let's just digitally upload it there. Mm-hmm. And into, there- wow, you already have all this software on your phone, let's just turn it into what now will be known as your e-wallet and we'll incorporate all of your medical history, financial records, and basically your worth into it. And before you know it, 
You're in so far over your head, there's You're no there. way to get rid of it. And they're conditioning people who, let's say they opt out of that. Like, I don't want this, all this stuff connected to my medical records. Well, guess what? Now you go to the gym, you have to have your app to mm -hmm. log in at the front front door. Exactly. And I really think that the way this is all going to happen is uh, with Medicare for all. Yeah. 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 Because if you want free health care, and like I said earlier, like. Uh, That's the biggest carrot there is. For yeah, the exactly. Most people. Will, yeah, exactly. Most. Pe and I would have been that dumbass. You know what I mean? Like having. I mean, I have free health care through California right now and it's fucking dope. I just got my teeth cleaned for free and I got x-rays and I have, you know, it's great. But um with Medicare for all, it's just going to be that carrot that's going to be dangled in front of people's faces saying like, oh, if you want free health care for you and your family and your children, you're going to have to sign up for this e-wallet. You're going to have to get a blockchain. And then eventually that's going to turn into and it's not far off, everybody. You already have Elon Musk talking about Neuralinks. They're gonna be like, you're gonna have to wear this smartwatch or you're gonna have to have this chip implanted in your brain. And they're just gonna be like, you're gonna be arrested for a thought crime. And there's a clip on the WEF uh, YouTube channel about the fourth industrial revolution. I just posted on my fucking story the other day about how they want to access people's thoughts and emotions so they can quote unquote, <laughs> have people think freely. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't make sense. Like that's a conundrum. That's a juxtaposition. That's a whatever you want to call it. Like this is what it's going to end up. And if you guys are distracted by fucking psyops or Trump or whatever, like that's not the problem. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Q all that shit, flat earth, like that's just fucking, that's not the problem. This is the problem. And everyone needs to wake up to this because this is our future. And I'm not thinking, I'm thinking it's not even within 10 years. It's going to be within the mm -hmm. next five years. Yeah. Do you think I the agree. earth is flat though? Fuck no. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> like the only thing I have really any faith We'd like in, to apologize to Dave Weiss on behalf of the entire podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. He asked us to go on our podcast. I was like, oh uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt his feelings. That's really what more it comes Austin down to. Drinks, the more she's a bitch. Yeah, if I keep drinking, I'm just gonna just. I, I would like to see that showdown though. That'd be good. Well, there are a couple other showdowns between podcasts I'd like to see, which we probably won't mention today. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But I'm just gonna drop that. Like nothing. Like even if this is a simulation and a psyop and everything's a fucking lie, whatever you want to believe. That doesn't matter because the issue is what we're dealing with right now. I'm pretty sure of our listeners have just figured it out. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter to me. So it's like, is that a duel? And it's not a duel. I'm like 90% sure this shit's a simulation. Like I'm totally on fucking board with that and I'm a hundred percent okay with it, it, but we're living in it. it. And yeah. I got kids and I want my simulated kids to not be fucking <laughs> surfs to some fucking Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> and Xi Jinping. Yeah, and Winnie oh, the Pooh and shit. Well, it's him to one of the classic blunders. There you go. The day that stuff starts happening, they start confiscating stuff, I'm going to end up on the six o'clock news taking bodies. Well, it sounds like. I don't even exactly. think we're going to get that far. Body we're probably already going to go real? to the Google Man, <laughs> I do not want to be a reference on your next five round. Yeah. Five year background check. Yeah. Neither one of us, no. please. No. Well, this podcast is definitely getting flagged <laughs> when that happens. Uh, well, that brings us to what is a breaking point, and, and that is their last and probably most obviously blatant point is that Western values will have been tested to a breaking point to the fact that checks and balances that underpin our democracy as a world must never be forgotten. What does that even mean? Yeah. That's, that's just word salad. Yeah. That's say that, wait, say that one more time, like. really slow. Western values <laughs> will have been tested to a breaking point 
And then there's a semicolon. Did you say word salad? Yeah, it's a word salad. That means it just doesn't mean shit. The pre-existing checks and balances that underpin our democracy as a globe must never be forgotten. That's just word salad. It just doesn't make sense. It's just ramp it up, rah, rah. This is all good stuff rhetoric. Yeah, this like, is just what is appealing to progressives it's, and it's like, leftists. I'm, I like owning stuff, but at the same time, I, I don't like my mortgage. Meat's technically not good for me, so they kind of say, like, I'm still going to get it as a treat. Meat's yeah. excellent for no, you. No, they right? said there's no treats. No, they did. They, oh. said, they, they literally said an occasional treat. You get synthetic meat from Bill Gates. So you're water. saying you don't mm, want to get your shit water. You don't want to get your word salad tossed, <laughs> right? Ooh, that sounds nice. <laughs> wow. They're going to be, you know, digitally printing organs instead of harvesting them from Wuhan, China. Um, all of the refugees that we the see Uyghurs. burning well, the down. The Uyghurs would be happy to hear that. Paris, <laughs> Berlin, the UK, um, cities in Sweden. Like Look, all of those people, they're going to be moving to next door neighbors to Nick. I never thought I would move to TJ. 73 Ethiopian people in the house next door. The minute this happens, I'm packing my shit up and I'm going south. Hey, I, I'm hey, gonna, hey, I thought you were defending your property to the death. Well, After that happens and I'm a war criminal for what I do to people that step foot on my land, I will be having, I will be forced to flee down to Mexico. Well, like I said, I don't even think we're going to get that far. We're definitely, us and our families, unless our families denounce us, like they're doing, whatever they're doing in China with the Uyghurs expect to happen to us or anybody that's yeah. listening to this podcast or holds or just has any type of dissenting. You're on a list. That is not a PSYOP. That's but not a PSYOP. No, no that's that is not a reality. A, and yeah. they're basically putting it out there in the form of YouTube videos. But my yeah. point earlier when I was asking about, and this is a legitimate question, what type of ammo you think would be able to disarm these robots? <laughs> but on the side Water. note- Water, they're electric. Just throw water on them. On That's a side note is thinking... I don't know. My iPhone can go in the pool, though, so... Like, the U.S. has probably the most amount of people that would be <laughs> be willing to put up a fight for that. Not like, do you, of them. But here's my point is, do you think that there would be an actual armed revolution against the government takeover in what we're talking about? Not quickly. No. Not quickly. I don't think so. I disagree. I really they're, they're, so. they're chipping away there so are, slowly that- Right, there's a lot of people are, who are already out there who make a lot more fact-based evidence than we provided on this show today, even though this is literally from the websites that say it's already too late. Jasmine, my thing- I'm gonna what? go to Montana and hide in the woods. No, Jasmine, you talk. Beautiful. I was gonna say, my thing is, I really don't think people will fight. Look what happened at the Capitol. Montana's a couple people style. stormed it. Now everybody's scared of stop being labeled a white supremacist. It, it's, and it's actually the P word. Would you stop interrupting her? Let her talk. That's <laughs> a P word. Ah, I just got it. <laughs> Let me circle back to what Austin said when I was like, no, fuck that. Like, don't wear a mask. And she's like, well, I just put my mask on to not give them a hard time. That's the first step to compliance. Like, yeah, that's the liberal you can't step. Even if you can't even take your fucking mask off and say no, you're really gonna go armed out and shoot these people? Like, yes, actually, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, because they're not customer service reps. <laughs> <laughs> they're not cashiers. <laughs> that's really Dude, what that's it comes down feel, to. I feel like they wanted to test compliance, and I mean, look at everybody is doing it. People are attacking each other over not wearing a mask. Everybody's a white supremacist or. Um, an insurrectionist and it's just these labels people are so scared to say spicy things or to not wear their, their mask to offend people and I think the big problem is like if you're not even like brave enough I guess to just take your fucking mask off and be like no 
fuck you, then are you really, is there going to really be an armed revolution? I mean, like you look at the leftists and they go out, I mean, I think they're funded, but they go out and burn buildings down. They go out and assault people, which is ignorant as hell, but I don't see anybody on the right really like starting a revolution, I guess, per se. So I really don't think people will come out and have like an armed revolution, I think brainwashing is too strong and people care too much about people's what feelings about them well, well they're, they're already feelings. talking about putting people in like what well, new york was doing like the, the basically the gulags like <laughs> that's gonna yeah, be the identification they, they've passed two bills in, in in new york that where they can hold you indefinitely if you are suspected of being a transmissible person or have been around somebody or part of a group who would be a danger to contamination or whatever you want to call it. That oh yeah. I saw, but that's going to be, did that pass? It's like AB 15 or something like that. There were two of them. They both passed. Yeah. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. But that's going to be one of the things that identifies these people. It's going to be like, okay, you're not vaccinated. You probably are going to lean yeah. this way politically. Then they listen to the show. And then they listen to the show. <laughs> Straight to the gulag. And our show, Russian disinformation. The only people who, listened. the only people who've listened to this Don't show worry, that aren't going to be put in a gulag or the, the guy that did the one star review that Nick wants to find. There Fuck was, that guy. There was two of them. There's Actually, two. no, one was a three-star review. Which, That's all right. But who does a three-star review? Austin's like, I'm brown and I identify as a liberal. Yeah, I know, right? No, yeah. but that's the thing. You like, could be a double agent. Oh, but that's the thing. Like, I always, I have, I, I think about this a lot because I see where this is going. Like, um, I don't think, I'm pretty sure, like 99% sure that I wouldn't even allow myself to have to submit to this. Like if the idea of having the government tell me what I can and can't do, like I already get pissed enough when the school district tells me that right. I can't have my kid, like I have Can and can't do, can and can't own, can and can't eat. Yeah, exactly. Can and can't emit. Oh yeah, I basically fight with my school district about my kids missing school, like especially now with COVID, you know what I mean? But having the government actually like monitor and police what I say, I, I'm not gonna, I 99.999999% know that I'm not gonna bow down to that. Is that the COVID survival rate? Actually, yeah, it is. I like it. 99.97%. Yeah. Now even higher in children. Yeah, exactly. But my point is it's like, I, I would, me as a liberal, I think a lot of people would, wouldn't submit to that, especially Americans. Mm. Like that's just so ingrained in our culture that I would feel that a lot of people from center left on to the right won't handle, won't deal with that shit. Vaccine passports is kind of different because people are retarded and don't right. understand it. But they're so they like Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. And if it was about health, they would not be Eating promoting Krispy. donuts and obesity being healthy and girl bossing everybody who's like 500 pounds. Yeah, they'd maybe be giving people ideas like, hey, during this pandemic, why don't you work out? Why, why don't, don't you eat just healthy? watch why some you... yoga videos on yeah. YouTube? Because you're assholes like because certain diets pyramid. don't work for certain races. We oh yeah, that's, earlier. Right. that's racist. dare you? <laughs> I have to it's say man. that probably <laughs> makes the best potato salad I've ever probably I'm sure Stacey eat. Abrams does. Oh it, my God, I have lunch lady arms now, but I make some- <laughs> What? Don't I 100% have lunch lady arms. They're, I have dimples in my arms now. They're lunch lady-ish. They're not lunch lady full on. Not full on. I don't have them like collapsing in and on themselves like neutron stars, but like mm. I do make some really dope fucking food. And, and for as light as a point, we're going to leave this at for now. We just need to take into consideration all the things that are going on, where this has come from, who's involved, what's funding it, what's driving it, 
and what you need to do to educate yourself for when you start to see more of these things that are already happening every day and have been for decades as we narrowly lose our freedoms and really turn to kind of a darker place. So make sure that you're doing your research in regards to some of this stuff and, and educating yourself in, in regards to knowing what's going on and, and what we can do to kind of push back when the government kind of starts to take away the things that we really hold near and dear to ourselves. Well, as if that entire segment that we just had wasn't given us a bleak outlook on life enough. Mm. <laughs> I could think of only a few things on this show that would lift us up. Yeah. Sometimes it's Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Powell. Sometimes it's Alex Jones. My bae. Right? But today we have a special treat. He is the co-owner of Attila's Gym in Belmar, New Jersey. American Patriot and one of my personal heroes, Ian Smith of Ian Smith Fitness. Welcome to the Steak for Breakfast podcast. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time. Mm -hmm. How are you doing, sir? And what's going on with you right now? So um, we're in for a very long fight. We've we've kind of been at this for a year now, but we're we're pretty fortunate that as we work our way through the courts, uh, we have an incredible amount of support behind us. So um, things are moving slow in court as they do in these kind of fights. You know, the uh, the big guy, little guy scenario is always trying to bleed you dry, trying to run you out of steam before you get to round twelve, because you know they know um, when you get to the right courts and when when you judge who actually respects the uh the foundations of the constitution in this country you're gonna win so it's delay after delay but uh we have been in a pretty long fight at this point we're actually coming up on the year anniversary of when we reopened um so a little battle weary but we are no worse for the wear um we're one of these cases that we got stuck in state court uh -huh. because we have criminal charges against us so we were never able to jump to the federal courts. so our battle is going to be a little bit longer um but we're very very fortunate because um, we have an incredible support system. We have about 700 people come to the gym on a daily basis every single day. It's awesome. Um, happy, healthy people working out, doing what they love, uh, taking their health into their own hands, which is really what we set out to do. So it's just a matter of working our way through the courts now. And um, we found a way to survive sort of without making money, um, which has been sort of this, this whole task. Um, but we're good. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. I know a lot, like all the people in this room and, and Jasmine remotely knows exactly what's going on with your situation, but just for the rest of our listening audience, like, like you said, we're over a year now in, into this whole bullshit. And how long into it did you get the revelation that this was not correct and accurate information that you were getting in regards to your business and closing it? And, and when you really felt compelled to do what you did, which was remain open and and not back down i think kind of like everybody we nobody really knew what to think but my business partner frank and i didn't like it from the beginning um you know it just it seemed very hasty um but you know i think kind of like everybody we all just kind of went along with it and said okay um but we didn't stop working so we were there the next day um we we took advantage we had only gym owned the gym for eight months okay. uh, before covid hit so there was plenty of work to be done so we were you know we were there working and, and trying to figure out what 
the business was going to look like on the other side of this because we knew it was probably going to be a little different. Um, but for us, it was day 11 um, when they wow. passed the $2.6 trillion economic stimulus bill, uh-huh. um, unlike anything we've ever seen before in American history. Uh, that was a big red flag for Frank. Um, and he, he called it right there. He said, he said, there's no way that they're opening uh, businesses in three days. Mm-hmm. He said, this is, he said, this is going to get drug out. He's like, I know it right away. And what's funny is Frank is probably the most non-political person you could ever meet before this. Uh, the running, the running joke for Frank is, uh, he thought blue States bordered water and red States were everything that was in between. Um, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's only half joking. Like that's, that's a pretty serious comment. So that was a big, that was a big red flag for us. When we started to look at what was actually in this bill, um, we, we kind of knew right away. So we, we immediately got to work and started figuring out what it was going to look like to reopen and, and how, and we sat by for another couple weeks and watched every single press conference and science, um, about how it was transmitted. And, and, uh, Frank was watching the death numbers every single day. Um, and it, it just very quickly, we were like, all right, you know, we're going to, we're going to open because they're not going to open us. You know, every single press conference that Governor Murphy talked about was, you know, uh, just be patient. Um, we're, we're guided by science and data, mm. you know, and that's that's it. It was just we're guided by science and data, but there was never any science and data. Exactly. And the science and data that we were, we were looking at didn't make a whole lot of sense. So yeah. uh, right around, frankly, to me, you know, we were we were sitting there after a long day of kind of just figuring stuff out. And, and that's that's when we made the choice right there. What was that initial pushback like when you guys decided to just say, fuck it and open back up? Well, so so the way we reopened, we did so publicly. Okay. Um, and we wanted to do so publicly because for us, it wasn't just about opening a business. Like, yes, obviously, we wanted to save our business, but... You know, Frank's got five kids. You know, uh-huh. I'm I'm going to be starting a family. I have I have a family that, and it's going to be growing. Well, congratulations. Um, yeah, and it it's so to us this was something that the the country overnight looked entirely different than than pretty much it had for the entirety of both of our lives. And you know, we didn't we didn't want it to stay like that, and it looked like it was going to. So. We reopened publicly because we knew that we were going to get beat up for doing it. We knew that these people did not have public health in mind, that it was political, and that if we were going to stand up, um, we had to do so in the public eye. Because if not, we would just get swept under the rug mm-hmm. of support to back us up. So we made that announcement um, on my social media, and that was about a week out. Um, we presented a 15-point safety protocol that uh, we put out there to the public to say, hey, listen, we're a small business in New Jersey. This is our safety protocol that we're going to put in place and we're going to reopen and we're going to reopen safely because we think that small business can do even better than Big Box has to protect people, even though Big Box didn't, didn't do anything. Makes a lot of sense. Um, and we we went so far above and beyond what was required of Big Box that it, it would it would be laughable to close us down. You know, at the time, the the, the, the safety measures for Walmart was – um, you know, and, and big box, it was a certain uh, capacity of, of people, which, you know, they adhered to for maybe like two weeks. They were right. doing temperature checks at the door for maybe two weeks. They gave that up. And then it, 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 it just became wipe your cart down and wear a mask. Um, and they were calling that safe. 
and then we were looking at all, all this stuff that we could do to, to really keep people safe. Um, and we were like, all right, let's do everything possible. Let's go above and beyond what hospitals are doing. Uh, we looked at the CDC, the WHO. We looked at independent studies. And we just put that that out there and said, hey, listen, we, we can do this. Look, we're, we're two dumb gym owners. We can put this together. You can too. Any small business in America, here's a blueprint to do it. We're going to do it next week. Um, and that, I think it was kind of just right message at the right time. You know, I had a, a fairly active social media account at the mm-hmm. time. I put it out there and uh, it caught the attention of Tucker Carlson. And, and that's where it all sort of kicked off. We, we sort of made the announcement that we were going to open um, with a week's notice. You know, Tucker said, you know, I, I forget the exact question, but he was like, you know, you're coming on to national television to announce that you're going to defy an executive order of your governor. Like, you know, are you ready to do that? And I had to look into the camera and say, yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, we love that's, that. That's awesome. dope. So immediately the phone line started ringing, um, tons of support, tons of hate. The hate was super nasty. The support was incredible. You know, we were picking up the phone and it was uh, one person saying, oh, my God, I love you guys. You guys are heroes. And I want to thank you for doing this. And the next one would be, fuck you, you're a murderer. <laughs> um, yeah. you just, I, <laughs> I hope your whole family gets COVID. Did anybody like, bark at so, you? We we've gotten some absurd ones. We've gotten some absurd ones, and it's the the nasty stuff is always really nasty, but it's always very short lived because these people always move on to the next thing almost immediately. Yeah, um, like we've had sustained hate, but it spikes. Like every time they a news you know outlet does a story of us, like the idiots come and attack, and it's hate 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 but the support kind of always stays. And that's the difference between, between the two. So we've had a tremendous amount of pushback, but we've had even more support. And that's, that's how you know you're doing the right thing. I just want to say this is a testament to fighting back yep. uh, against cancel culture. You know, like if someone's going to cancel you, the only way they're going to cancel you is if you back down. And I really respect everything that you're doing. It's, it's amazing. It's, um, it's, in, it's inspirational. Thank you. And it's, it's funny, if, and if you want to talk about cancel culture, you know the the uh, the numbers really don't lie. So we had we had bought the gym eight months prior to COVID. Uh, when we bought the, the the gym, there was about a hundred people a day coming through. Um, over the course of the eight months, we we raised that to about two hundred fifty a day. We were doing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, like I said, we average about seven hundred a day every single day. That's awesome. Um, we have. People travel from from New. We have a couple that comes down from New York. They come from Queens every weekend. It's like their weekend routine. You know, we have people come over from Philadelphia. Um, so, yes, to what you said, I'd I totally go if I wasn't in California. If you, if you if you don't back down, you are you're greatly rewarded by people who support you. Yeah. You know, people amazing. will go out will, will go out of their way to reward you for not being a pussy and and backing down to the mob. That's amazing. 100%. I mean, I'm originally from New Jersey. I'm from the Jersey Shore. I grew up right off of Exit 74. And, um, you know, it's really great to see someone from from my home state really kind of grab the flag for the movement and, and stand in the face of cancel culture when you actually are using the science, when you actually are using the data, when you actually are being safe. And for something that's not been as taken care of and one of the most important components of everything that's gone on with this pandemic, which is mental and physical health, you're really at the forefront of what the model looks like to make sure that people aren't putting themselves into those at risk or endangered categories by being able to 
not only physically take care of themselves, but the way that that helps out your mental health when you're able to work out and be healthy. Um, there's a lot of people who I still follow from either, you know, NJ.com or the Asbury Park Press that have written some really hateful articles about you, you know, over the, <laughs> over the last year. And the fact of the matter is when, when you look at the actual science and data, one of the biggest components of, of this, when you look at the new data that's been released over the last month that says over 80% of all the people who have died from COVID had been had weight problems and been obese and, and those obesity factors contribute to other things that are wrong with them. When they have places like your gym to go to and be able to take care yeah. of that health, it, it makes all the world a difference. It does. And that's, that's been the fitness industry's number one reason why they should be quote unquote essential. Um, even though, you know, at this point, every business is essential and, and that label is stupid, but that was, yeah. that was our argument was, Hey, listen, you know, and the, the biggest criticism we got was always, Oh, you just want your gym open so you can get your big muscles. And it's like, you know, if that's what you think the gym is about, you've obviously never experienced what the gym is actually about. Right. Um, because that's if, you know, for some reason, for some people that's important, mm -hmm. you know, and, and who are you to put a label on that? You have no idea what that does for somebody's self-confidence, what that does for somebody's health, um, as far as mental health goes. Um, but then there's, there's all these other reasons. And most gyms are full of people who aren't looking to be a cover model. You know, these are right. people, you know, our, our gym is full of a bunch of regular, uh, people with real, problems and real stress, um, who, who use the gym as a way to unleash real bad energy because we all have it for one reason or another. You know what I mean? The, we all, we all accumulate stress. We have a lot of, um, veterans who come to our gym. We have a lot of people who are recovering drug addicts. Uh, we have a lot of people who come here because they work high stress jobs, nurses, doctors, firefighters, people like that. Um, we have a lot of uh, people for other reasons, but, and you can't put a price tag on any of that because when you're talking about health, you can't just talk about the upper respiratory system and have that be the, the, the beginning and the end of health. Right. Um, that's that, and that's the biggest thing that that's happened here is they turned it into this one dimensional entity where health is a one button issue and it's COVID yes or no. Um, but in reality, that's, that's so far from what health actually is um, and, and stripping people's rights to, to take their health into their own hands is sort of been out onto the table that says, stay away from almost everything that's good for you, mm -hmm. right? No, don't go to the gym. Don't go to church. Don't go to school. Um, don't go to work. Don't socialize. Um, but you can grab some fast food. Um, you can watch as much TV as you want. Uh, you can grab as much booze as you want, um, but you know, no fresh air. Also, no parks, none of this stuff. So they, it was this totally backwards health plan. And in addition, they say sterilize the world around you. They yeah. want you to clean and wipe everything, and you know, use hand sanitizer until your hands burn, and and wear a mask and all this. Mm. None of that stuff is good for you. There's not one thing in that list that's actually good for you. Isolating is not good for you, especially for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. uh, sterilizing the world around you is that's not how your immune system works. You know, you're supposed to shake hands. You're supposed to touch doorknobs. Uh, you're supposed to, you know, sit on a, a, a chair that, that somebody sat on before you. That's OK. That's that's how we've lived life for hundreds of thousands of years. Mm -hmm. um, people control their health as they see fit. 
and promote things like exercise, like eating well, uh, like going out and socializing. Yeah, that's a really good point. Place, but not not actually talking about health. It's health, 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 but it's all fear. There's right. no solutions ever. Yes. I feel like that's how you know this isn't about health. And there's obviously an ulterior motive for all these lockdowns and COVID in general. And they disguise it as caring about you. But it's pretty obvious at this point that they don't care about us and that there is a bigger agenda. It's never been about health. Well, it's, yeah. And it's, I mean, the, the easiest, the easiest way to just blow a hole in that is, is again, just looking at these policies where everything is so disconnected from, from the ideas of health. And they, they throw this, this new sort of existential crisis on your shoulder you feel bad you know for for wanting to live a normal life for wanting to um just be an individual and make your own choices there's all this pressure to do it for everybody else and do it for everybody else um but what happened i mean in 2019 or any year before this if you walked into a supermarket with a sniffle you didn't have some existential guilt attached to you that 20 people down the line may die of a cold right um like they they just threw that on there and they've 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 captured everybody's minds with this with this fake guilt um mm-hmm. because as i'm sure you guys are aware the numbers aren't even you know the numbers aren't even correct as they stand nope. so they're attaching guilt with fake numbers and it's it's not about health no, none of this has ever been about health and no it's, it's been about it, control it's one of the biggest shams ever yeah and it's, it's been about control and it's been seeing how far they can they can either push the people back or hold them back and and how good they'll listen before they really start to revolt um yes, which you're you're starting to see all over the world now absolutely yeah. so you participated in cpac this year huh yeah i was in, i was invited uh, a couple months yeah i guess like three months ago they sent out an invite and was, was scrolling through my gmail which I, I usually don't even get to um so i'm glad i actually looked and there it was an invitation to CPAC. So it was, that was, that was pretty cool that they thought what we did was important enough to, to have us come and represent, you know, the, the biggest conservative, um, you know, event in the country really. That's pretty amazing. You sat on a panel for confiscation of private property. Yes. How, how was that experience? Um, it was cool. I, I actually hadn't really had a discussion like that before. You know, normally, um, <clears throat> If I if I'm asked for some speaking engagement, which through all this I, I've been asked quite a few, it's usually just to give a speech. Um, so it was cool sitting down um, and having some some really meaningful questions to answer. Um, you know, because I've I've answered a bunch in a podcast, but to have it on that sort of a platform, oh yeah, um, where you're speaking up sort of for the conservative movement as a whole, um, is it, it's cool because you really have to think about it, and uh, it's. It's cool because it's 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 everything that we've said from the beginning. You know, Frank, Frank is the uh, definitely the brains of the operation, um, and and that was that was the first issue we had was how can you close us down as a business and not compensate us? You know, because they said, oh yeah, there's a bailout. Well, you know, anyone who's who is in small business or knows somebody who has a small business knows that that bailout was an absolute joke. Um, just like most of their bailouts are, there's all sorts of pork spending and stuff like that. Um, and that was, that was Frank's first, you know, on day one, he said, why is there no compensation for this? This is, this is a violation of the, of, of the constitution yeah. right there. Um, 
And then it happened again when they locked our doors. So five days after we reopened, a state judge by the name of Robert Lugie here in New Jersey, who's just an absolute lapdog of a judge, um, ordered that our doors be locked. So they came and they physically changed our locks. And that was uh, th- that was the, the second infringement of the same uh, of the same type right on it. Um, and they did it again when they boarded up our doors and they're doing it now, even in California. Um, I don't know if you guys have caught on with the Tin Horn Flats story. It's a, a restaurant that is just being absolutely tortured by the California government. Yep. Um, right now, their their doors are boarded up, and it's. I mean, all of this stuff is unconstitutional, but but that's it doesn't get any more of a violation than that. Now, I'm sure if I ask you if you know whether or not Gavin Newsom's restaurant closed at all during COVID, um, I'm pretty sure without even knowing the answer, you could probably tell me what it is. <laughs> Well, he also got yeah. uh, small business uh, funds for it. He got some in the bailout, the PPP. Is that what it's called? So did Governor Murphy for his soccer team. Soccer team, yep. Not Trash. profitable. It was it was actually not even profitable for three years prior, too. Yeah, it's so it wasn't crazy. Even it was just, a profitable business. What a disgusting overreach. Yeah, it's absolutely terrible. And I hope both of them will be gone in, in you know, Newsom probably sooner than Murphy based off the recall that's going on out here. But. I can't wait to see both of them go into. Well, did you see who's putting the hat in the ring for governor? Yeah. Oh, I hope Major Williams is. <clears throat> it's Bruce Jenner. Even better. Who? Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Oh, yeah, I just saw that. We won't call him Caitlin on this show. His <laughs> name is Bruce. We it's, can't. It's dead ma'am. It's ma'am. It's ma'am. <laughs> well, she's, oh, a, yeah. she's a guy, so. <laughs> so so speaking, of, speaking of controversial political figures, Ian, I, I heard that. Coming home from CPAC, you ran into uh, a little bit of an issue on the airlines. You may have been trying to um, impersonate John Kerry flying home, and and you ran into some speed bumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was a very good way of putting it. Um, yeah, so you know, I, I we don't wear masks at the gym, okay. and and oh. we when we originally reopened, Based. we did uh, more so because. At the time, we didn't know everything that we know now. Right. Um, but also, we were already doing a lot, and we didn't, you know, it was more theatrics, I think, kind of than anything, because yeah. we were wearing face cloth coverings, and and I mean, anybody who thinks like a, a bandana over your face is going to stop anything viruses, it's just, it's, it's sure just, isn't. you know. That always, that always makes me laugh because it's like, wow, they just they just figured that out now. You know, it's if, if that actually worked, we would have been doing that for years. But um, so, yeah, I, I made a promise to myself, you know, I, I don't wear them. I, I'll, I will I'll get in an argument in a store because I truly believe that it's important not to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of people who who complain about it have work and, and I, I have certain liberties as a business owner where I can just say, you know, fuck you, you can't fire me. There you go. Um, but, uh, I, I flew, flew down with no problem at all. Um, I just did the old, I was very thirsty the entire time. Nice. Uh, from the second I, from the second I walked into the airport, I just had a water bottle in my hand. Um, in the tips so that I could pull it up as I was eating or, or drinking. Um, and I just told her, where's that in the policy? And she just got frustrated and she walked away. But she, I guess, wound up telling on me. And I am now no longer well. You got kicked off the airline, like, from then on? You got put on a no-fly list for another Oh, wow. Pass. Yeah. Um, so it's been reported that you're giving out free or 
reduced memberships to people who refuse to get the vaccine in, di- in direct um, <laughs> response to whoever's given out free Krispy Kremes to people that get the vaccination. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to so, send, I don't want to send know, thousands of people saw, your way, but you know, <laughs> I'm eligible. When we <laughs> saw that Krispy Kreme was incentivizing, well, when any of these companies came out and started incentivizing, uh, an experimental treatment, because that's what it is. Yeah. Um, in exchange for donuts, um, we saw that there was a dispensary giving out free edibles, <laughs> Um, and there were there were a couple other companies incentivizing something that they they don't know anything about. Right. That's just the I think the most reckless thing that anybody could ever do, especially uh, especially a big corporation that has such reach like that. Yeah. I just think that's an incredibly weird thing to be witnessing to rush and get a uh, so in response, um, Frank and I put that we were going to give free memberships to anybody who didn't get a vaccine um you know and and that's serious but it's partially a joke because we actually haven't charged any of our members at all since we reopened nice. back in may oh, that's fucking awesome um you know so, so it was more about the company that sells uh, sugary donut rings um in the middle of a health crisis yeah. where 80 percent of the people who have died from it are obese there you yeah go. that um, seems like a responsible thing just, to be doing it's just clown world, like level 99. Like yeah. it's, you, you can't get any stupider. Man, you could be a regular contributor on this show with some of the verbiage that you've thrown out since you've joined us. <laughs> are, are you are you participating in Barstool at all? Are you participating? Um, the, the donations, yes. So we uh, we launched a, a little bit of a program of our own. It's called uh, Help Someone You Know, Help Someone You Don't Know. Yes. And um, we've... Over the past year, we've developed quite a bit of a platform uh-huh. where a lot of our support comes from people um, over social media and stuff like that. And people are very um, – so we found a local coffee shop in New Jersey that actually almost went out of business because of the COVID restrictions. Um, and we partnered up with them, and we, we sold their coffee. So we're, we're selling half-pound bags of their coffee, and $1 of it uh, gets contributed to um, – to the Barstool Sports Fund. So That's awesome. What happens is you buy that you buy that bag of coffee that helps that coffee shop out, um, and then we also take a dollar of that and we contribute it to Barstool so that it winds up to some other business that that needs help as well. Um, so it was just a way to sort of stimulate business for a struggling place. And it's funny we actually sold over a thousand bags so far. That's so incredible. we owe Barstool a little over a thousand dollars so far, and we've sold five hundred pounds. Uh, of some some local coffee shop coffee, and it's just just a simple way to get back because people have been really supportive of us, and and I think Dave Portnoy uh, uh, did something phenomenal with launching Barstools, um, you know, the, the the charity Barstool for business. Um, when I saw that, it was really exciting. Um, somebody with his platform that is really well liked by I think most people. He was like the first person to kind of speak out who wasn't say, uh, you know, he was, he was somebody that a lot of people listened to. And when mm-hmm. he started talking about it, um, I was really excited to see that he was putting his efforts and his abilities behind it. And he's done some great work with it. For sure. I, I've developed a, a large admiration for Dave Portnoy through all of this stuff and how he's helped out small businesses. Sometimes I, I simp up and get all teary when he does those, you know, phone calls to families. And as soon as they answer the phone, <laughs> 
they, they immediately start crying, and I'm sitting there like on the toilet crying myself, like, oh god, this is so sad. So, but so, it's so awesome. Beautiful. So, so here's the thing. It's my last it question. I've had so many people from New Jersey who I am friends with. Um, both from social media, from, you know, growing up and, and even now said, you have to ask him. Like a lot of people won't ask him. Tucker's not going to ask him. Well, Tucker might ask you. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's probably not going to ask you. Controlled opposition. We've already talked about our friend, Governor Murphy. Have you considered at all, maybe even thought about a little bit, moving forward, running for the governor of New Jersey? Um, <laughs> no, I, I hate putting, actually, I, I know, I know you probably want to save it for something like Tucker or, or Henny. Don't worry. Nobody that listens to any of those or watches those programs are ever going to hear this podcast. All dozens of us are listening. That's, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that actually started like, I, I guess as like almost like a joke, mm -hmm. um, like in, in the beginning of this, just because and we had such a strong presence for, for a while and we've kind of been in the public eye forever. Mm -hmm. Um, that more and more people started saying that, like, you know, run for governor, run for governor. And there was a point um, where there was a, a team of people who were actively planning on what a campaign would look like, um, you know, how you would raise funds and stuff like that. But in reality, there's a there's a battle that is far more important. And that's that's finishing. But that's that's our hill. Uh -huh. um, and that is the priority of everything. I considered it because I think it is a way to make a difference. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm not quite sure I want to get dragged into that really dirty swamp. Um, I think maybe my efforts, you know, in, in whatever sort of activism I choose. And to be honest, I don't like politicians. I really don't. Um, and, and more, more, more regular people need to, to get into politics. Absolutely. Um, but I don't, I don't know if that's, that's ever me. So okay. you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that as a soft maybe. A soft maybe. So um, before we let you go, we want to give I've been, you... I've been fired from every job I've ever... Oh, nice. Yeah, that's always a solid move. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's perfect. So, it's very hard to get fired from governor, so you should be <laughs> fine. Yeah, exactly. If there's one job you can't get fired from, it's from elected official. Unless you're Newsom, but fingers crossed. Right. Yeah. Before we wrap with you, though, we want to direct people your way. Anything... Whether it be like the the t-shirts and the coffee that you're selling, your your obviously your website and stuff like that, or even your gym for the people that are listening local and and, and have been living under a rock for the last thirteen months. Yeah, any, anything you want to send. So um, I always like to tell people the the best way to support us if you're local in New Jersey, come and get a workout. Um, we love to have people stop by. We have we have new people stopping into the gym every day. Um, and it's not always about a financial contribution. We've been we've been very blessed with a really strong support system, but the most important part of that has been that people actually care about the story mm -hmm. and follow the story. Um, so something as simple as a share is a, is a, an awesome contribution. You know, when you see us put out an update and it's important and and it's new to get out, something as simple as that is is a huge help. Um, and you can tune in. I'm most active on Instagram, but my handle is the same everywhere. It's Ian Smith Fitness. Um, and on our website, if you want to pick up some swag, that's how we keep the lights on. It is www.theattilisgym.com, and Attilis is A-T-I-L-I-S. Uh, you can find a link to our store there, um, and there's a button if you want to donate as well. 
But like I said, we'd rather you come down and hang out, get a good workout in and uh, contribute that way. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that a lot of our people at least go and check you out. And if they feel so compelled to, to donate to the cause and help you guys keep your business going, you've been helping other businesses through that. And whether or not people line up with you ideologically, at the end of the day, you're doing the decent human being thing for other human beings. So how could you not feel compelled to go and, and, and support your cause? Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate it. The support, the support that gets us through the really, um, we have, we have good day. I won't lie. We've had, uh, we've had some fun with this. You know, when we kicked the doors in, it was fun. And when yeah. the gym's packed full of people, it's fun, but there's days that are rough and we're very thankful for the support on those days. Of course, for you and your knowing that there's so many people who, who, yeah, it, it gets us through those days and it reminds us why we keep fighting and, and it gives us that, uh, that push going forward. And that makes the strongest case for you and your your ever-expanding family. So Ian Smith, co-owner, Attila's Gym and Fitness. <laughs> Thanks for joining the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Well, at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of things that we can all agree on. It's the end times. Mm -hmm. Things are bleak. Yep. Nick's not going to be able to eat meat in a few years. Oh, no. You should start now like I do. Oh, God. Negative. <laughs> people. But we're thankful for the people out there who people are fighting. People are meat. Well, that's Oh, and there it is. <laughs> that was quick. Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah. If you come to my house trying to take my meat, <laughs> you will be turned into meat. Oh, I was just expecting them to say that humans taste like pig, like they did in the Nat Geo episode. They have said that. <laughs> yeah, that I know. Cannibals say that humans taste like pork, which I'm okay with. We just had pork. Which also, totally makes sense. did we have pork? Yeah, it was St. Louis-style ribs, right? Correct. That smoker, the new one I got, if I chop you in half, I could fit both sides. Me that. or Noah? Probably me. Yeah, probably her. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway. However... <laughs> At the end of the day, there are people fighting on all of our behalves for not only our constitutional freedoms and liberties, but just for justice in general and, and pushing back on the globalist narrative, influences, and propaganda that are making all of our lives in absolute hell lately. So don't fall for the flat earth or the simulation, even though this probably is a simulation. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's all a distraction. Just know that the elites are the actual enemies. One thing on a serious note, okay. and whatever camp you fall in, whether, you know, flat earth, simulation theory. Summer camp. Um, Band camp. Whatever issue you, you know, whatever worldview you have. The elites are going to rape us all. Um, well, yes. No, definitely wasn't going to go that far. But oh, okay. what I was going to say is there's still like awesome things in this life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know, especially in San Diego, like having the beach here and the sunset and there's a lot of good food, which is one of my love languages. I think family, whatever eh. memes. camp you memes. fall in memes, memes, okay. memes, there's still awesome memes over stuff family. to enjoy hey. while we're here, whether it's a simulation or not, there's still yeah. good things. We talk to a lot of people who get caught up and everything's a psyop, everything's this, everything's fake. And it's like, look, dude, go out and enjoy your life, have your views and let that dictate you know, the way you look at life. But at the end of the day, don't let that be the end of it. You know, I have a family, I have kids, and it's like, I'm not going to sit in my house, board up the windows, and just go on Reddit for the rest of my life, digging up conspiracy theories and going hard. 
that is part of this show is digging up things that aren't going to be on the mass media and educating people. And that's part of our job. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you still have a life to live and you still have people that you're around that need you to be present in their life. So don't be a dirt bag and just lock yourself in your room all day. <clears throat> you know, that's part of it. You got to educate yourself. And there's a balance between that and then just giving up on life, which we've talked to a couple people through Instagram and through this show. And it's like, everything's fake. Nothing's worth it. And it's like, look, dude, your mortgage is not fake. Your rental payment is not fake. You still have to live life. But identify the stuff that you think is a psyop or is fake. And you still got to keep going. You could, you know, live your life. And... When we're all in the rice paddy fields, hopefully we're all together. <laughs> oh, we won't get that far. Like I said, we're all going to just be loaded up in the trains. That's pretty optimistic. I won't make it that far because I'll die on my front porch. I'll die with 40 weapons in my feet and throwing grenades at people and with what? steak in my hand. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Ooh, nice. Hey. Listen, nice sus- subscribe to the show. The episodes are on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and Podbean. We now have a website, steakforbreakfastpodcast.com. Oh my God, I'm so happy for you. All right, thank you. We're getting there. We've had a website. We just had to unscrew it for the last year. And it's getting there. Because it was all jumbled up. Right? Um, We're on Instagram at steakforbreakfastpodcast and steakforpodcastbreakfast. Twitter. You're on Twitter? We are. D-O-S-2-3-T-R-E-S. Fun fact, she doesn't listen to the show. And we're on Gab at Steak for Breakfast Podcast. I have been in my own little hole for the last couple of weeks. You know this. Listen, hit the notification bell. It doesn't kill you. Download, rate, comment, listen, like, follow, and share. It's not that hard. And a, and a side note, I know I've- And here we go. I've uh, accosted all of our listeners over the past six months for not leaving a comment of iTunes. You guys have done a fantastic job because when the past, what, week? Since the last episode, I think we've had like 10 more people- subscribe or not subscribe but comment comment and leave a rating on itunes it's helped tremendously so continue to do that steal your wife's phone or your kid's ipad and sign in and then swipe five stars i like it i like that i did that follow all of our sponsors as well for the most part they're all on instagram it's at mike over at west coast survival arms he's on facebook stay ready year man rubs mediocre medic dump box and odysseys i think i said it right um, they're a big contributing factor of our show and help make this show great for what it is. American owned businesses, small businesses, and supporters of this program. Upcoming show. We're going to have Yolati on next week from it's Yolati on TikTok and Instagram. We are also going to have human vibration on 420. Nice. Nice. Smoke it up. Not me. Well, you could say it. I'll eat some edibles for you. There you go. The Orange Man will be on the 27th of April. Oh, that's going to be fun. We're going to start off May with having Ray and the Q-Tards on. <laughs> and coming also in May on the 18th, Lala Beams will be coming back. Oh, my bestie. I love her. <coughs> I know her. she keeps shouting it. out. Plug it hard. Everyone should listen to Lala. She's great. I love her. Don't listen to my episode, though, because I sound really trashy. wasn't that bad. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> the fact that you said it wasn't that bad. Tra- trashy, it wasn't that how. bad. I was really, 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 really drunk. I said some problematic shit that I kind of regret. Low-key. Mm. Go back and listen to that episode specifically. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of that. In addition to Lala, James from We The People, Instagram handles Rise of the Phoenix, Geisha Montez, and Troll Assassin's Avenger. 
all helped contribute to what went into the pre-production of this show this week. Friends of the week, Kalila3, Nick loves her Instagram posts. Axia and all of her accounts, we love her. Real Brenda Memes, Destroy Fear 22 who is our friend Priscilla, Law of One, Baby Cakes 2.0. <laughs> what I mean to say, period, in between each word. The Raging Patriotic Babe, Reverse Mockingbird, and We Have It All 17. Um, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the show and our guests, the ladies from Russian Disinformation, Jasmine and Austin. I am Austin. Why don't you tell all of our listeners where you can find them? Oh my God. Okay. This is always a problem. So you can find us on our, in, our podcast in, uh, Instagram page at Russian.disinformation. There in the bio, you will see our personal handles. We never post on that. But my personal handle is Pokemon, P-O-K, the uh, number three, M-O-M. And then Jasmine is Base Girls Club underscore underscore R-P. It's a lot easier. Just go to Russian dot disinformation. Sorry, I'm slurring. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. I'm also at a thousand followers. Please follow me. Oh, nice. I don't hate that either. I need nice. that. I need that dopamine hit. There you go. Thank you for joining us today on the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Ian Smith from Ian Smith Fitness and the Attilas Gym in Belmar, Belmar, New Jersey. Thank you for joining us. Um, Austin, thanks for coming in studio. This was awesome. Right. Jasmine, thanks for coming down. You're welcome. She's gone. Right. Thank you. Oh, okay. I like it. Um, and we'll be back next week with Yolati. So until that time, take care. Stay strong. Stay in the fight. Uh, America first and this has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast I'm Roan Noah oh Austin <laughs> <laughs> Nick and we'll see you next week thanks for listening bye oh scissor me timbers <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>